Hey, when does the show start? Hey, wait a minute. <gasps> First, let's hear from our sponsors. Oh, okay. In just a minute. Manny Aurora, the Aurora Law Firm, or as many of you now know him as Mad Dog Manny Aurora, when he stops into the Golden Scissors studio, he is the best when it comes to criminal law. If you got any troubles and you need somebody, reach out to the Aurora Law Firm. TheAuroraLawFirm.com, all right? Located in Atlanta, Georgia, but practices nationwide. Now, if you got a question for Manny when he pops into the Golden Scissor Studio, you can call our hotline at 404-369-3825 or shoot us a message from our website, PodcastTheBS.com. Everybody needs a friend. Everybody needs an ear, and that's why Dr. David Markwell and Ridgeline Counseling are the best at what they do. Ten different therapists who work with Dr. David Markwell at Ridgeline Counseling. If you're in the Georgia area, East Cobb, Marietta, near the Square in McKaysville, right outside of Blue Ridge. And they assist with a wide variety of behavioral health issues like anxiety, depression, relationship issues, parenting issues, trauma, substance use issues, etc., Offering virtual sessions. If you can't get to the Georgia stops, the website, markwelltherapy.com. Again, markwelltherapy.com. Inspect All Services offers a wide variety of services to protect your home or business year-round. Covering all the Atlanta metro area with their industry-leading products and services since 1984. Inspect All Services provides a wide range of home services, from crawl space encapsulations to provide comfort and improve the quality of air in your home to attic crawl space insulation with an Energy Star rating to keep you cooler in the summer and warmer in the winter. So, if you're tired of that musty smell coming from under your home or just simply want to save some money on your bills, then give Inspect All a call today at 770-483-2420. Again, 770-483-2420. Make sure you mention the BS. Why? You're going to receive 10% off your home services needs. Inspect All Pest Services, 770-483-2420. It's time, ladies and gentlemen. After all these years in the radio business, Jason Bailey is finally unfiltered. I don't know what you want. With his bestest buddy and producer, all the way from Mexico, it's Nate, dude. Sit back, enjoy. Here is the podcast that is all about intellectually immature nonsense. Are a very particular set of skills. You will love it. Why? Because I'm Jason's neighbor. I'm old man Kevin. <laughs> and by God, this is the BS. All right. Voices cracking. Episode 117 of the BS. Thanks for being here. My name is Jason Bailey in the Golden Scissors studio. All thanks to Gorenstein and Watkins. GWTrial.com. 470-491-0808. Your trial and litigation attorneys. There in Playa del Carmen, Mexico, it is the Nader Tater Vader Masturbator right there. How are you? Hola, buenos dias. How are you guys doing? Good. Just getting over a cold, as you can hear. It's, yeah, it's that it's that uh, gargly voice uh, stage of this whole thing. You know, mm-hmm. we're, we're coughing it all up and getting that post-nasal drip and can't sleep or shit. And even though you're drugging yourself with Metamucinex at night, and it's bad. It's just bad. They're in the uh, 
Zelensky Studios in Noonan, Georgia. There's the B-Man, Brandon Thrasher with Thrasher Services. Hello, B-Man. Hello. How's it going? I got a little sniffle myself. Smell that. Yeah, your, your microphone sounds a little muffly as well. I don't oh, know. No. I don't know if your microphone is sick or if you're sick. Uh, my throat. And then the non-sick one. Well, I'm not sick, so don't think that I'm going to get you sick. It's it, it, it it's um, it's past it's past the contagious stage. I promise you that. Uh, but the <laughs> but the non-sick uh, black hoodie woman in radio wearing extremely sexy, lovely, and vivacious Nikki D. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, it's, uh, I, I'm not going to get you sick. I promise I won't get you sick. I like how you think you're a doctor. Is it, isn't it funny? In two years, we forget all about it. You, somebody had a sniffle, and you're like, "Move to Antarctica, get the fuck out!" And then yeah. now it's like, eh, "Whatever, what do you, what do you have? Uh, you know, tuberculosis? Come on over." <laughs> you know, it's funny. I was thinking about that the other day, and uh, I I never thought we would get back to to those days. I mean, and I remember saying it numerous times, going, "Those days are done." Where, you know, if you were sick uh, and you like, I'm going to fight through it. That. You know, that was the mentality. It was the tough. I don't I, I, I can't take off work. I'm sick. You know, there's no way I've got to go in. I've, I, I, I get paid per shift. I got to go in. And I was like, there's no way that's that's ever going to come back. Oh, it's back. It's it's like yeah. I haven't taken any downtime. And, you know, there was one day where I was not feeling well at all. I had a slight fever, <clears throat> you know, and all that stuff. And I, I have not relaxed just because I've had so much to do. I've been so busy these last couple of weeks. And also I'm a, I subscribe to the theory that you sweat it out. So I'll go to the gym or I'll go play tennis and tennis is not the best idea because when you got a little medicine head, you can't focus. And I hadn't played in like a week and a half and it was just, it was just bad. It was really bad. You know, <laughs> and then you get angry afterwards. You're like, son, bitch, man, God almighty. Yeah, I gotta get I gotta get that vibe back. Gotta get that feeling back. But uh, I'll be fine. I, everything's gonna be okay. You guys won't get sick through the camera. Nikki won't get <laughs> sick here in the Golden Scissor Studio. I probably will. Yeah, uh, yeah, everybody's fine. You're immune because you're a mother. Mothers have an immunity. Like you guys never get sick. I absolutely get sick. I just always push through when I'm sick. Well, you're but doing I the same thing. Lie. I'm not That's a just monster. a lie. Your wife told you. <laughs> <laughs> Who? My wife. Yeah, no, she, yeah she's the, or you or her is the one that always says that, but moms get sick often too. Rachel never gets sick. She is immune to everything. She, I, I've, I've never seen her sick in 10 years that I've been with her. I've never seen her like saying, oh, I don't feel well. I'm going to be in bed. She never got COVID. Uh, she, uh, she just never gets sick. And, and, you know, like when both the kids were here, especially when they were younger, <clears throat> most of the time that yuck is going to go around at the beginning of the school season right until mm-hmm. you know all the kids bodies get immune to whatever the yuck is and blah 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 uh and you know everybody gets sick at that time you know that's that's when everybody gets sick because the yucks at the school the kids bringing the yuck home the yuck gets in with the parents the parents go to work parents give the yuck to everybody else and that's how it works yeah. uh, rach never gets the yuck never ever ever she got the yuck i'm sure she's gotten sick once I'm sure she has. She has to have. I mean, just it just sounds silly yeah. to say that she hasn't. I'm telling you, I've never seen her sick. I mean, like when I say sick, I'm saying I can't get out of bed. I'm throwing right. up. You know, I'm locked in the bathroom. I that kind of sick. Never seen her. Well, she has that. Uh, what was the blood you would always say during COVID? Like she, vampire blood or something? Yeah. Oh, she, the monkey blood. Yeah, uh, your Mike, you got to fix that, dude. You, you're. Uh, oh, she. 
I've got, what am I? She's whatever the opposite of I am. She's, well, she's, not the, the type, but you're always like talking about once you had the vaccine, you're like, oh, I got that blank blood. I don't think yeah, it was monkey did. blood. Used to say that. Monkey blood. I don't think it was monkey blood. Yeah. <laughs> what did I used to say? I don't no, 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 it wasn't after the vaccine. It was after you got COVID because then you had like the antibodies and stuff. So you're like, oh, I got the, you know, the. Oh, what did I say? Blank blood. God, what was it? God, it's been so long ago. Well, whatever it was, she that's what Rachel has. Is it t- tiger blood? She, no. She has the monkey blood. Yeah. Okay, I've that got... have been tiger blood. I've got, I've got O positive. She's got O negative. O negative is very rare. And so O positive is slightly rare. It's not, it's not rare. It's they, they want it. No, pro, like percentage-wise, less people have O negative. And that's why they, but they want it because you can give O negative blood to, I think, everyone. Yeah. Yeah. It's like universal. Yeah. It's the universe. It's the universal blood. Yes. So she, she's O positive is what I have. And I think I can give to like half of the blood types or something. Cause they're always just beating me up. They're like, I always want you to come in. It's so difficult yeah. to give blood. They make it sound so easy. You always go, you always see a blood mobile when you're not ready to give blood. But when you <laughs> want to find a blood mobile, you can never find a blood mobile. And to make an appointment with the American Red Cross, <clears throat> you have to know your schedule, like for the next week and a half, because it's not easy. So I stopped going to the American Red Cross and now I go to Life South. And I've got, you have to get a prescription and you go into Life South anytime you want, just pop in and they'll take your blood. Cause I got to give blood every 54 days, 55 days, just to replace my red blood cells because of the testosterone mm-hmm. maintenance. Uh, everybody should give blood every you know couple months to replenish your red blood cells. It's good for your body. Makes, yeah. Makes you healthy. And you get, you can get drunk easier too. Well, I didn't know Brandon. that. Can you really? <laughs> yeah, that's why we used to give blood. They'd have a blood drive in high school. We'd all go do that because, I don't know, maybe like the tolerance that's been built up in your body like goes out with your blood or something, but we'd always do that and you get real hammered that night. <laughs> I didn't know that. Did you say in high school? Yeah. <laughs> I get it. I, I did this. You know, yeah, I understand. <laughs> I totally understand. You're like, you're like, you get out of class, you get a cookie and orange juice, and you can get drunk easier. Sign me up. <laughs> Dude, that's called a Friday in Iowa. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> what are you doing after school? Bloodmobile. <laughs> then the softball fields. That's where we're going. Yep. <laughs> uh, all right. So has anyone uh, been watching the Casey Anthony documentary on Peacock? Anybody? Watch? We knew it was coming, right? We played the trailer and there wasn't much to the trailer and it was not very audio friendly because it was all visual of Casey Anthony and she doesn't say anything. And that's the whole point that she hasn't said anything for 10 plus years, but now she's speaking and boy, she's speaking. She's speaking a lot. Uh, but as uh, if anybody started watching it, Nate, you start watching it. No, because I was kind of on the same mindset as you is like, she's not going to say anything juicy because it's been so long and why would she now? So, no, I haven't started it yet. All right. Nikki, so it's worth watching. you're not going to watch it? No. Okay. Uh, Brandon, you don't. No, now I can't even hear you. Okay. So, Brandon, just let me know when you want to participate today and you can fix all of your equipment. <laughs> so, uh you should watch it. Nate, you definitely should watch it, without a doubt. Yeah, my, my brother was telling me I should watch it because they got all into it. Uh, we lived it, right? I mean, we were yeah. we, we lived the trial. Uh, so when 
I went back to Orlando to do radio uh, as the trial started from Tampa. So when I got back, I mean, it was the it was the next OJ trial. Like it was the trial, it was the next trial of the century. Um, you know, OJ trial was so big, not necessarily because he was OJ Simpson or any of those types of things, or him being black and she being white. That it was because of what technology was becoming at the time. You know, I mean, CNN now is twenty four seven, and they're allowing these news cameras in the in the in the in the courthouse. And the white Bronco obviously helped out. So that's what put OJ over the top. And then people just became fascinated. And this was the trial of the century. And then, <laughs> excuse me, all these different olive branches came out from it. Casey Anthony would have been the next big trial of the century in the 2000s. OJ was the 90s. Casey Anthony was the 2000s. And when it started, it it was big when it started. It didn't snowball. It wasn't like somebody said, you know, I think this trial, I think this might be a big trial. As soon as it happened, it was a big trial. As soon as the news, the local news you know, you have uh, Local 6, you have Channel 9, you have Channel 2, and you have Fox 35 in Orlando, and, and News 13. You have those five different news channels. Soon as they picked that up, missing uh, Kaylee Anthony and that sweet little picture of that sweet little girl, the world stopped in Orlando. And then it went nationwide in a, in, in a second, in a flash, right? First thought, everybody's like, it's the mother. she had no chance right uh it was it was the mother and it's interesting because (laughs) excuse me it's interesting because you know they have a lot of local people that they have on this documentary uh they have tony pipitone who used to be at kmg uh local six uh great guy fantastic journalist then there is a woman that i wasn't familiar with and i I don't remember her at all and I, i don't even know where she worked uh, but she made a comment, you know, and I've gotten through, I'm about uh, halfway through the second part of this documentary. She made a comment that says, and she said, most people don't think the mother is going to murder their child. Yeah, you don't think that because you had the child, so you carried it, you build a bond with her, you're supposed to nurture them, protect them. Most mothers don't kill their kids. Yeah, but it's not like it hasn't been, the way she said it made it sound like, no one would even think that. And I actually thought the opposite, um, where it, if there's no father you know, in the picture, and it's just a single mother, a young single, single mother, mother. Yeah. It, it was easy for me to come to a conclusion. I mean, I came to a conclusion in two minutes. It was really easy. Yeah. You know, uh, you, know you, you go back to Susan Smith. In the 90s. Yeah, when she drowned her kids. Yeah. She and them, that was shocking when that came out. It was horrible. Yeah. I mean, absolutely horrible. She puts her kids in a car and just goes into a lake. I mean, like, that's the hard, most horrible thing you could possibly... I mean, Jesus, what's wrong with you? You know, so it's not... It wasn't... Uh, for her to say that, like, that, that kind of was like, eh, I don't know if that's necessarily true. <clears throat> uh, so, most people, the majority of people, with the exception of one person on this documentary, so or actually a couple people on this documentary... <laughs> don't think that she did it right the question is is how did she do it right uh this documentary there's a lot of allegations and a lot of this is why i am the person who i am she talks about sexual abuse from george her father sexual abuse from lee her brother you said she was gonna do that bam 
Look wow. at that. Yeah. Well, she, I, I don't, I don't understand why she's doing this. Like she got lucky in my opinion. She got really lucky, right? One, she was found not guilty. She was. All right. So double jeopardy. She can't go back. Mm. Uh, And two, she's been out of the public eye long enough that she's for the most part forgotten. I mean, there's been numerous generations that have come and gone. Exactly. Since her out of sight, out of mind. (laughs) She's probably to a point where she can walk down the street and, no one's going to know who she is. Right. They will know. Maybe not in Florida, but yeah, if she moved, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> not Yeah, you're right. Not, uh, not yeah, anymore. Not anymore. So what are you doing? I hope they're paying you a lot of money because, you know, watching this, you're going, shut up. You're making excuses for who you are. And the, the documentarian who's doing this is actually doing a, a, a so far is doing a very good job. It's very neutral, uh, unlike most docu- document documentaries, right, where it's one-sided. Right. This one's actually, at least so far, been very neutral. They're releasing episodes for this, like a few episodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I don't know how many are in total, but I'm in the middle of the second one. Okay. You know, uh, but she does talk about how, she tells the story about how Kaylee died, which I thought I don't ever remember hearing this story. I remember there was the idea that she drowned, but I never, I never remember hearing the whole story. So she's literally admitting what she did on this documentary. I might have to go watch it. Yeah. Yeah. She, well, she didn't drown her, but she says she was, she, she took a nap. This, this part's a little, this part's a little weird. She says, uh, she goes, I got up. I gave her breakfast, and I laid down to take a nap. <laughs> a three-year-old? <laughs> no, 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 no. Her, she did. She she says she gets up in the morning. That's what I'm saying. You just what, took a nap, and you have a three-year-old? And, and Kaylee came on the couch and laid with her. But here's the thing. Why would you get up, get breakfast, and lay down for a nap? Your exactly. day just started. That makes no sense. So what does that tell me? That tells me that you're hungover. Mm-hmm. At least that's what I think. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, but that's what I was thinking. She called it a nap, but to me, it just sounds like she woke up, did what she needed to do, and went back to bed. So Kaylee comes in late. This is her story. Kaylee comes and lays with her on the couch, and then when she wakes up, Kaylee's no longer on the couch. So she starts to walk around the house, and she says, Kaylee never leaves my side, never leaves my side. Starts going around the house, going around the house, and she can't find it, and then she starts to panic. And she still can't find, can't, I mean, it's not a big house. It's a cookie cutter Florida house. It's probably about 1,400 square feet tops, right? And uh, she's living with George, uh, her, her parents. Hmm. You know, what's Susan, right? Susan's her name, George and Susan. Is that, is that her mom's yeah, name? I, th- yeah. I think so, yeah. So she's living with her parents. So at 19, when she has Kaylee, <clears throat> now Kaylee's, what, three. So she's 22, right? Kaylee died at three. Yes. You'll fact check. You, you, okay, three. Okay. So mm-hmm. she, she had Kaylee at 19. She's 22. She's living with her parents, the same guy that sexually abused her allegedly when she was younger. She's an adult and has a choice, you know, whether she wants to live at home or not. Uh, it, by hook or crook, she can find a way, you know, but yet she chooses to go back to the alleged abuser. You know, I, I hate to, to be a victim blamer here. I don't believe it. I just don't believe 
that he sexually abused her. I don't believe her brother sexually abused her. Uh, I I, th- I think that <coughs> she is a broken girl from day one, and uh, and she admits that she she was a liar, and because at the beginning of this whole thing, you know, the first contact that nine one one had with the Anthony family was the mother panicking, you know, uh, or no, it was Casey Anthony. My daughter's been missing for 31 days. And the 911 operator's like, what? Your, your, your daughter's been what? Yeah. You know? And well, she, yeah. And that, that's why I, I didn't think she was living at home because her, that, that was her, like one of the phone calls or whatever is her mom going, where is Casey? Like, we haven't seen her in a month. If she was living at home, the parents would have seen her in a month. I thought she had another apartment. I thought she did too. Uh, because, because she was, she thought, and then she was lying about her job. She said she was working at universal. So she was going to universal or where at her faking going there. Um, but yeah, you think the parents would have seen Kaylee if she was living at home. Well, she, she took the nap at home at her parents' house. And she says that George, her father found Kaylee drowned in the pool and handed the baby to her and said, everything is going to be okay. And Casey Anthony says she was hysterical, uh, but she thought everything was going to be okay because she always believed whatever he said. Then he took Kaylee, and she doesn't know where he went, and she just thought everything was going to be fine. I mean, just it's just a ridiculous story. Wow. And so That came out in the trial. I remember that because they went and they were searching the backyard for, like, evidence and stuff in the grass and everything to see if they could get any, like, DNA from her being drowned in the pool. So then I'm guessing the next part of the story would be he then takes the duct tape and he puts the baby in the bag and then he goes and buries the baby where the uh, electrician or whoever found. Uh, yeah, he was taking a pee. <laughs> yeah, he's taking a piss and he, and he found the and found the baby. So it, just the whole story is just so wackadoodle, man. It's it's crazy. The list. I'm going. What are you doing? You know, she works currently for one of the guys that helped out with her defense. She does research for him, and they have him on there going to bat for her. Been with me for 10 years. Trust her. She's good. Good girl. Good girl. She's turned a lot of corners. She's a good girl. <laughs> <laughs> she had one of her friends on. You know, the, the, every, now everybody, whether they thought she did it or didn't, they all said the same thing. You know, this is the other weird part of the this, this story is that they all say that she was a great mother. They say that she was a phenomenal mother. That Kaylee loved her and she loved Kaylee and she would bring Kaylee everywhere. And so that's kind of the weird thing that just out of nowhere, the baby dies. So it almost one, you want to kind of believe the baby drowned and they were trying to cover it up for whatever reason. I don't, I mean, I guess if you went to the authorities, you know, George is former law enforcement, right? So you know, yeah. you, you go to the authorities, you get, you know, charged with uh, manslaughter. Nobody's peeing, by the way. It's my fish tank. It's really low in water. It's just, um, <laughs> you could be charged with manslaughter or child neglect or something like that. I mean, plenty right. of children have accidental drownings. I've never seen the parents arrested when their kids have accidentally drowned in pools. So that's not even a good excuse to me. There's no way if my child drowned in a pool, I'd duct tape her and go bury her in a backyard oh. somewhere. No way. I'd call 911 immediately. Yeah, I agree. I would, too. It's just it's what a normal person does. Right. She's well, saying, that's, what, that's she's, what you think you would do. But when you're in that situation, there's people that are like, 
you know, somebody died and it looks like you did it. And you're like, shit, if I go to the cops, they're going to think it's me. That's why a lot of people get in trouble for, what is it like desecrating a body is what they'll get charged with. If somebody dies and they think that they're going to get in trouble and then they go hide the body. Um, so a lot of people do do that. You don't, you don't think right when you're in a, a stressful situation like that, where your freedom's at stake. Well, I I'm taught there's, I've had numerous children die at my house because of drownings and I know how I've acted. <laughs> they're in that fish tank. It's getting a little low. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know I did the right thing every time and called law enforcement. Uh, and they came and said, oh, another one at the Bailey house. You know, just, just duct tape it and put it in the bag and put it out there. Uh, I've, I've always subscribed to the theory that it was an accident. I don't think she purposely killed her child. Uh, I, 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 don't, I, I don't believe, if I stick to my original theory, I don't believe the drowning. I believe that she accidentally killed Kaylee by putting her to sleep with something like chloroform or Ambien or something like that. Uh, and and, and my, my main reason for saying this is I have a friend of mine, and when this trial was going on, she, I talked to her a lot during this, uh, and she's, uh, at the time, she was a, an ER nurse. And she said, you would be surprised. You would be blown away surprised how many parents, how many single mothers come in with an excuse on why their kid's sick and play like they don't know why when they were giving them Benadryl, uh, chloroform, uh, all these things to make the kid go to sleep so the kid stops either crying or they can go out, especially young parents. She goes, it happens way more than the public thinks or knows. So that's kind of, that's what I'm, ba- and she was a party girl. Casey Anthony, you know, I, look, when, when you're 19, 20, 21, 22, you can't even take care of a dog, right? You, 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 you're like, oh man, I got to go home and walk my dog. I'm having so much fun. Oh my God. You know, we've all had that feeling, right? Where there's a responsibility at a young age and you either are a responsible person and say, hey, man, you guys have a good time tonight. Be safe. I got, I got, I got something I got to take care of. The majority of people are not like that at that age. They're like, ah, fuck it. The dog can go another 15 hours. <laughs> you know, you know I'll, I'll feed the dog tomorrow. Like it ate twice yesterday. It's fine. You know, and you, ju- <laughs> you justify it. Uh, not that I've done that, but I'm just saying I know people that have. 22 years old to take care of a baby. I'm not saying it can't be done. And there aren't plenty of women, you know, Rach is a great example. She had both of her, she had two kids before 22, right? Well, she had Caleb when she was a teenager. Hmm. And, uh, and then Ariel came, yeah, I guess she was 21, 22 years old when, and when Ariel came. Oh, so, yeah, she yeah. Had two so, so she was young. But, yeah, but Nikki knows. I mean, Nick, Nikki was able to to raise a, a daughter by herself, and it wasn't going out and partying every night or anything like that. So I don't think everybody's like that. People and and people go into the military when they're eighteen. Like people are adults when they're eighteen. Well, that, mean, no, I'm not saying it can't be done, but I'm saying the the other is very possible. Is, yeah, is, but it's just kind of that persona that the media and you know the prosecution built of her. Uh, everybody has a couple pictures, and I mean, we always always say that she's a, this big party girl. But we we all had pictures of us in bars when we were in our twenties. That doesn't mean we we're all fucking you know just drunks all the time. <laughs> well, her friend does say that in the documentary. Said that the media really, you know, and that this was probably part of the trial being so big is how the media 
grabbed a hold of it and just automatically took a side. And they did. They painted a a, a, a a picture of her as the party girl. You are correct. Because they got the pictures from Big Belly when she's on the stripper pole. They got the pictures of her upstairs at Latitudes all drunk-faced. They got the picture of her at Chiller's. You know, I mean, she was a big Church Street girl, right? And I knew a lot of people that she partied with. Uh, there are a couple pictures that they show in the documentary. I'm like, I know that guy. You know, so I was part of that scene as well for a very long time. You know, I, I I was so much a partier that I would go down by myself. You know, I would go out by myself because I knew I would run into people that I knew. Um, mm-hmm. And there's nothing wrong with being a partier at 19, 20, 21, 22, 20. That's what you're supposed to do. But if you have a kid and you have a responsibility, there is that factor that comes into play. Uh, and, you know, I always talk about, you know, there's always going to be another party. There's always going to be another good time. If you've got a responsibility, take care of the responsibility. I tell my kids that. I used to tell people that I worked with that. You know, it's like there's always there's always going to be another good time. Some people don't buy into that. They want the good time here and now. I think she's the good time here and now, girl. But there, her one of her friends, what I was saying, uh, in the documentary does say that Casey Anthony was not the partier that the media portrayed her to be. Yeah, it's hard to know which, you know, who she really is or really was or whatever, because we get her side, which is kind of she's been lying in the past. So it's hard to believe her. And then we get the other side where the media wants to make a big deal about it, you know, post the picture of her with a stogie in her mouth and, you know, drinking and whatever, try to portray her as this party girl. And yeah, I mean, who knows? Did she say anything else about um, like her? Like, did she speak about like what kind of lifestyle she was living? Yeah, she says she, you know, every day she lives in hell. She, you know, she she wants her daughter. No, I mean, like back then, like was she saying anything about her life back then? Like making excuses uh, or no. kind of justifying like, oh, I, this is what I was going through. Well, her justification back then was she was a liar. She was, she she grew up a liar. She lied to her friends. She lied to everyone. And that she blames on her father because her father lied to them all the time. Uh, that I can, you know, the whole family thing I can get, you know, but like her father lied, uh, he was cheating on her mother and touching her. And like this George guy was just the worst person in the world, according to Casey Anthony. And she says that she just lied. And then you remember when they took, you know, they started not to believe her, the law enforcement in Orlando, and they took her and say, Hey, go take us to Zanny, the nanny's house, right? Zaneda Gonzalez, mm-hmm. take us to where you work at universal studios. And she openly admits, she goes, look, there was a kernel of truth in everything I said. Or there was a kernel of truth in every lie. And like one of the episodes is called The Truth Lies, uh, L-I-E-S, which is pretty clever. And she goes, I did work at Universal, you know, for a very long time. I just wasn't working there now. Because when they took her to Universal, she walked in like she knew everybody and starts waving. And the cops, cops were like... People are looking at her like, who the fuck is this? You know? <laughs> <laughs> and then and then she walks down this hallway, uh, and it was a dead end, and she turns around and she goes, I don't work here. <laughs> uh, and then she did meet a Zaneda Gonzalez, but Zaneda was never a nanny. And she did go to these apartments at Sawgrass, and I know where the apartments are, um, but that's that's not where Zaneda lived. You know, so there was like all this, 
she she was she made the the truth out of all these she made these lies out of all these little bits of truth I should right. say. and she openly admits that and she says i lied i lied i lied i lied uh, i i don't know if we've gotten to why though i mean other than the fact that she was a liar george made her a liar but i i don't know why you would wait 31 days to call and report your child missing I don't know why you would lie throughout the case. You know, I mean, she was arrested, if you remember, fairly quickly. You know, they, mm-hmm. they, they locked her up. She spent three years behind bars. They locked her up pretty quickly because they didn't believe a fucking thing that woman was saying. <laughs> They're like, you know, they, she, I mean, she got, I think she was only charged with lying to law enforcement. <clears throat> I think that was yeah, the charge. Think, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. So it, it's, it's definitely worth the watch. It's, it's, it's good, especially for you. And so I reached out to, um, remember Shannon Butler? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So during this time for everybody listening, uh, in Orlando, I had a a midday talk show on a station called real radio 104.1. Still my opinion, the, the greatest format station in the country. And my show was from 11 to three in the afternoon, which was prime time for this Casey Anthony trial. They were always in session. So we would literally, on the days of the trial, play the entire trial. That would be the show. And at first I didn't like it because I, was, I felt like it was too easy. But then we started treating it like mystery science theater where we would pull, you know, pull the, 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 the trial down and comment on it. And then we would have guests on and they would listen to the trial with us and we'd pull it down. And it actually was probably some of the best radio I've ever done. I'd built in content, right? You know, and so Shannon Butler uh, is a, a dear friend of mine. I've, I go all the way back to the beginning of my career and her career, actually, her career in television. And she at the time worked at Fox 35. I had a very, very good relationship with Fox 35 for all the years that I was in Orlando. I used to do stuff with them. They used to do stuff with me. Uh, we were friends with just about everyone over there, personal friends, business friends. It was a really cool relationship. They're great people. It was a very good station. And so, uh, so Shannon was like the Casey Anthony reporter for Fox 35 and Shannon would come on our show all the time. And she, you know, as a, as a journalist, a a real journalist, she, I remember, I think she sat down with George. You know, I, I, she had some really good connections. So uh, I booked her for the podcast. <clears throat> so she's going to be coming on soon. So oh, very yeah, nice. she's over at Channel 9 now in Orlando. But uh, I was like, you got to come on. I was like, I, it's just I'm watching this documentary. I'm having all these flashbacks of, uh, you know, the things that we did. You know, the, the, the bit that I tell everybody about sending pizzas out to the Casey Anthony house when they started fighting. They have, mm-hmm. they have that. They don't have the clip of the pizza guy showing up, but they have that night on there. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, they have that night on there. And I was like, God, I wonder if I could, if I had the date, if I could go back and find the audio of that. Like, was Bull recording the show? Could could I find it? Uh, because that, yeah. was, that was just awesome. That was just so awesome. <laughs> it was like the yeah. best thing. <laughs> you know? And then Nate did the, what'd you do, the, the mom run? Yeah, the Casey Case Fun Run. And I also, Casey I brought um, breakfast down to Shannon Butler uh, down at that. Remember, there was that empty lot across from the courthouse, and that's where the, the media kind of circus set up, set up right there. Oh, yeah, yeah. Now it's the Performing yeah. Arts Center, isn't it? The perform, Performing Arts Center is there, right? 
Um, no, that's down. That's the doc, the Dr. Phillips center. That's down by the interstate, but yeah, I don't, it, it is something now. It might be another courthouse building or something. Yeah. It was, it was that, that, I mean, that we lived that trial. We lived that. Yeah. Well, and we, you were saying like, oh, it was, it was the biggest trial of the century. So, and that's how I always felt too. Like it was such a big deal at the time, but I'd be curious to what, you know, we lived there. So like what Brand, well, Brandon might've been too young or what Nikki thought, like, was it that big a deal somewhere else in the country it or was. was it just us? It, it was, was, okay. It was a big deal. I, I can't say everywhere, but I know at that time, I think I was definitely living here in Georgia and I know everything about it. It was all that was being talked about is what was on the news. So that's why I feel strongly about it because I followed the trial and you know, everything that happened too. So yeah, it was big everywhere. Trayvon was big too, right? Yeah. Yeah. And that, hap- that happened in our own backyard. Yep. Yeah, that was, you know, I tell you, the mayor is dead, Jeff. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. <sighs> Blown away. Died like three Crazy. years, three years ago. He was like my age, maybe a little bit older. <clears throat> very, very sad. You know, he was the mayor in oh, Sanford. Sanford. Yeah, who, you know, at the very beginning, uh, he was, he did, a, I thought he did a, an exceptional job of keeping the peace and trying to calm everybody down and this, this, and that. I'll never forget, I mean, he had the balls to go out on stage in front of an extremely rowdy, non-white crowd. And he went up with, uh, was it like a Ben Crump or somebody like that? You know, uh, those types of individuals, you know, like people leading the charge of like, we want justice, we want justice. And they booed him. Like, they, they without even... I don't even think half of the people fucking knew who he was. They just fucking booed him like that. And I remember, and I, and I felt so bad for him because it was live on television. I felt so horrible. I'm like, you must feel really uncomfortable right now. Yeah. <laughs> and so the, the, the person, uh, you know, that was kind of leading the charge comes over and then like yells at the crowd. Don't boo this man. This man is done like he, he like went off on him. I was like, "There we go. That's awesome. I like that." Yeah, I'll never forget that. And I remember I texted him afterwards. I was like, uh, "Bet you felt a little." Uh, 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 what did I say? I bet you. I think I said, "I bet you felt a little un, uh, or not at ease or something like that." He goes, Whew. "He goes, breathe in, breathe out, or something." He was a good dude, really, really good guy. I don't know how he passed, but Jeff Triplett was his name, and he was the mayor of Sanford uh, during that time, and. It was uh, it was ugly, but you know the other thing with the Casey stuff that I was thinking about when I'm watching this documentary, <clears throat> you know we we're creatures of habit, us human beings, us crazy, arrogant, disgusting things we are, is that the Casey Anthony, you know, even though the majority of the people thought that she did it, there was still the divide, and I remember people arguing either over whether she did it or she didn't do it. And how she did it or how she didn't do it. And it, 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 it broke up friendships, relationships. I mean, it was that oh. powerful. You know, like we saw a lot of that, you know, with politics here lately. Like, how does that happen? How do you, how do you not be friends with somebody because of... Well, with the politics stuff, I completely understand how it happens. With the Casey Anthony reference, I don't. I mean, it was a conversation. There were people who, were, who thought she did it, people who didn't. Um, not any that I was friendship worthy of, of breaking up now the political stuff yeah because you go on facebook and realize oh i thought we were friends but he's racist so like yeah that's, <laughs> there's a difference but well, i don't think i don't think your political point of view means you're racist well some of the I comments think, that come with it is what shows people's true colors yeah i mean when when you have racist comments based off of a political 
conversation mm-hmm. that's different yeah you know then you can say that's oh, a lot yeah. of what was happening absolutely <laughs> <laughs> i know those people yeah. I, I agree with you <laughs> you know it's it's my my mother says the other day <clears throat> you know she has to she doesn't have a car right now so we're trying to get it fixed and she's got all this hospital stuff going on and uh and she again remember she's 76 and She's, she's very much red and, and, and I knew, I knew, I didn't ever I knew nothing about all this, right? I never knew her as this person. And she says to me the other day, she goes, uh, it, it's such a pain to get this car company to take me to the hospital. And I'm like, well, wasn't it covered under, you know, Medicaid, Blue Cross, or whatever you have? She goes, oh yeah, it's covered. And and I can make an appointment, but I'm demanding that they, I, I tell them every time you have to send somebody that speaks English. And I was like, well, um, don't they all, they might kind of speak English, but I, 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 I need them to speak full English. You know, I, I need them to speak the language of this country. And I was like, I hate to bust this card out on you, but we don't really have a national language. I just want to tell you, and you do live in a city or a part of the world that's over the majority of the percentage of the people that live there are Hispanic. So just, you know. You're going to have to kind of throw it out there. Just, you're going to have to deal with it. And also, I mean, I don't know if this kind of passed you by, cause I know you just got internet, but just be careful how you say that out loud. <laughs> right. You know, yeah. there's nothing wrong. Look, there's nothing wrong with saying, I want somebody that speaks English, but it's how you say it. Right. If you're trying to get something done and you can't communicate with somebody, Right. Exactly. There's nothing wrong with saying I want somebody that speaks English. I do that when I call certain businesses, the customer service, and I'm trying to get something done, and and I really can't understand. Then I will ask them to give me an onshore representative. Yep. There's nothing wrong with that. No. But it's how you say it. Exactly. Right. <laughs> exactly. Everything is how you say it. <laughs> oh yeah. Ooh, I like that, Nikki. An onshore representative. <laughs> yeah. That's a good way to say it. That's what you have to ask for. You know, she's like. Uh, I don't speak English. You know, you don't look like you speak English. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, yeah. You don't look like you speak English. Wait till you meet her. Oh, <laughs> oh we had people like you back in Maryland, Nikki. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know if I want to bring around my friends, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good idea. Uh, all right, Nate, let's get your Mexico moment in here. And now a Mexico moment with Nate. All right, good. Inspect All Pet Services provides high-quality termite and pest and wildlife control. They do, uh, as well as they do insulation, pressure washing, gutter maintenance, and other home services in Metro Atlanta and the surrounding region. You can just mention the BS and get 10% off now, With uh, and you can call them at 770-483-2420. That's 770-483-2420. All right, nicely done. Love those guys. Yeah, yeah. So this one um, actually pretty recent. So I've been watching a lot of the World Cup games, um, and it's kind of fun here in like an international community because you can kind of go watch any game, and you have some friends that are maybe from that country or um, or have lived in that country. So I'm watching, you know, the obviously the U.S. games, the Mexico games. Um, my friends from the Netherlands. Um, there's a lot of people from Canada, so you can kind of just meet up with some friends and watch any of the games. So um, when was it the so it was like a week and a half ago, maybe, I guess we went to one of the Mexico games 
And uh, actually, Alexis didn't go to this one. I just went and met up with some friends and I got there and it was like it was eight bucks for a burger where they had all you could eat burgers, wings, French fries and hot dogs for like 10 bucks. Wow. So two bucks more, <laughs> all you can eat. I was like, all right, sign me up. So I, I had a bunch of like me and uh, my, my friend Mary Lou from uh, Holland. We we're eating like just burger. At, we're splitting burgers and wing. You get this kind. It was like we're just living like kings. It was great. Um, so this the the last Mexico game, Alexis came with me and her friend Chrissy. And so we were out and we're eating at, this re- at the, the same restaurant. And I was like, dude, get the fucking burger deal. It's a good deal. It's only 10 bucks. All you can eat. Um, and Alexis was like, I'm not really that hungry, but you know, maybe I'll pick off of yours or something like, you know, just have a couple of the, the boneless wings. I was like, all right, that's cool. We had like 10 people at our table. So we're just ordering like, you know, liters of beer and, you know, getting different wings. We're all sharing and everything. And, uh, and then when the, the bill comes, uh, we look at the bill and there's, there's an extra buffet on there. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, I, we only got one buffet. And, you know, my, our, our friend Chrissy got one as well, but Alexis didn't get one. They charged us for three of them. And uh, so we're talking to our other Mexican buddy. He says, oh, yeah. He's like, if anybody eats a French fry off of another person's plate here in Mexico, when you have an all-you-can-eat deal, you're getting that all-you-can-eat deal as well. So they just tacked. They, they must have seen Alexis have, like, a boneless <laughs> buffalo wing, and they tacked on a whole nother, uh all-you-can-eat burger deal. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> they don't even say anything to you. They just put it on the bill. They're like, we saw you, bro. We see what you're doing. <laughs> you're not going to be sneaking around us. Yeah. <laughs> I saw some of the pictures of you hanging out uh, watching the game. It looked like a lot. I bet you there's a lot of fun down there. They're in, we're way oh, into yeah. that stuff. Yeah, yeah. And it's fun because, like, you know, usually at a game, you like, you'll clap if there's something good going on. You just do the like, kind of generic clap. But th- at least in what I observe, they, they don't just clap just like, oh, that was a good play or, you know, that was, you know, nice goal or whatever. Everything is either a chant or it's just to like lose your mind and you just scream and yell. And, and cl- there's not just a like kind of like golf clap, like, oh, that was a good, good <laughs> shot, you know, thing like that. Everybody just like fucking loses their mind or they're not saying anything. Didn't they lose though? Mexico lost. They are out of the tournament, but they they won their last game so, uh, against Saudi Arabia. So wh- wh- why are they still playing if they're out of the tournament? They're not still playing. Oh. I think he means why are they out of tournament if they won the game against Saudi Arabia? Yeah. Because it, it's, <laughs> it's like a tournament. They do like round-robin tournament play first, so there's different groups. And then like the top two teams from each group go into the knockout round of 16. So you have, you get points, you get three points for a win, one point for a tie and obviously no points for a loss. So at the end of the three game round Robin play within your group, whoever has the most points. So Mexico tied a game, they lost a game and won a game. So then they got four points. Um, and so they weren't able to move on because actually Poland got four points also, but then they went down to points for or goals for and goals against, and they didn't score as many goals as Poland did. So, so they didn't make it to the next round. Yeah. We'll talk more about the uh, world cup, especially the U S Iran game in the third segment. Um, but uh, I never quite understood how the damn thing worked. Well, now we know. Well, now I still don't know. But it was oh. very well. It was very good I, explanation. I mean, I feel like I know now. <laughs> I, thought, I thought the explanation was phenomenal. But I still don't know. I just still don't know. <laughs> All right, let's talk to our guest. Hold up. Wait a minute. Let's hear from our sponsors. 
Watkins Law Firm, trial and litigation attorneys. So if it's personal injury, wrongful death, contracts and transactions, landlord and tenant disputes, or just general civil litigation, Watkins Law Firm dot LLC is where you need to go. Get a hold of Tyler Watkins, Watkins Law Firm dot LLC. And here's Tyler's tip of the day. In Georgia, if someone doesn't perform under a contract, the usual remedy is money. While in some cases you can have the court order them to perform, usually they won't because indentured servitude is not a thing anymore. Get a hold of Tyler Watkins, Watkins Law Firm dot LLC, serving all of Georgia. Next time, Talk to Tyler. I'm so happy that so many of you enjoy Nubertese Men's Wellness League's uh, practitioner, Diane Spiva, when she comes on the podcast. I think it's great. You know, I've been going to Nubertese Men's Wellness League in Sandy Springs, Georgia, for well over a year with testosterone maintenance, but they do so much more than that. With a weight loss program, sexual health, pain and joint management, Nubertese Men's Wellness League is a men's wellness facility for guys and guys only. Guys, as you get older, your body starts to break down. There are things that you can control and there are things that you can't control. Just pop into Nubertese Men's Wellness League in Sandy Springs or go online to menswellnessleague.com and schedule a phone call just to see where you're at. It could possibly save your life. That's a true story actually happened to a listener, right? So right now, the Wellness Combine, get it for 99 bucks. That's $200 off the regular pl- uh, price. Plus, mention the BS Podcast and get 10% off that price. But you got to mention the BS Podcast. Go to menswellnessleague.com. Hit that schedule button. Son of a bitch. I just called to say you should subscribe to The Bailey Show, and I mean it from the bottom of my heart. Nobody is going to save you now. If you like what you hear, then get a full seven days a week plus of new content by subscribing. Podcastabs.com. It's better than radio. And back to you, Jason. The Bailey Show podcast guest portal brought to us by Country Financial. If you need anything insurance related, call Sean now. 678-519-9028. The camp agency at Country Financial. Your one-stop shop to all your insurable needs. All bundled up, getting ready to go to court. That's what it looks like. Manny Aurora, theauroralawfirm.com. One of the, if not best, defense attorneys in the country, right? That's what what your tag should be. Should be, but it's a little pompous, no? No, you got to let people know who you are. You're the best. You got Anna Delvey out. I mean, that's pretty damn cool. I think factors worked in her favor more so than anything I did. So I don't want to take too much credit for something that I can't quantify. Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, All right. So when Manny comes in, we get to your email questions, your social media questions, your voicemail questions. uh, And we'll do all that here momentarily. Uh, Give us an update. Uh, Anything new? Any new cases? Anything big? Um, Yes. We are actually dealing with a child abuse case this morning in Cherokee County. And um, it's always scary, especially when parents may not always be getting along as well as they should. Um, Accusations fly. Things happen. So, unfortunately. So, what side are you representing? I'm representing whoever's going to get accused by the police of hurting the child. Um, Inevitably, that's going to happen anytime there's a child Mm. involved. But on happier news, Jason, I was just in Los Cabos, San Lucas for a wedding. I don't know. Well, that's it, on the other side of Nate. Yeah. Yeah. And um, yeah. that was fantastic three days. You just flew down there for somebody's wedding? 
Well, it's a really good friend of mine. His uh, uh, daughter, who's so. uh, been a lawyer now for three years, incredibly right young lady who was getting married. And um, do they pay for your plane ticket? No, you got to pay for that. That's but, uh, not that great of a friend, though. Well, we met a hundred plus people in a high end resort. I mean, you got to pay for your room and your plane ticket. But Is he Indian? No, he's American. He's American. Yeah. yeah, he's a very successful business person in Atlanta. He lives in Atlanta, but uh, is president of a multinational company. Oh, well, did he need your services at some point in time? Yeah. No, our um, kids are both, um, our boys are both uh, lightly autistic, so they went right. to the school together, and yeah. that's how we met maybe 15 years ago. Oh, okay. And we've been friends ever since, and his daughter's an exceptional overachiever, just like mine is, in my opinion. And um, she's been working out in L.A. in Beverly Hills at a big-ass firm. And, uh, really? Getting married to a really nice guy. Yeah, this is your daughter? No, no, no. His, his, daughter. his daughter. His daughter. Yeah, his daughter's uh, 28 and mine's 21. I mean, they know each other and they're friends, but I'm hoping I have a few more years before I have to pay for a gargantuan wedding. What? Well, I asked, expense is insane. I asked if, if it was, if he's Indian, because Indian weddings are obscene, right? Yes. I mean, they're just, it's it's like you, you shut the world down for like a week. Absolutely. It's like a bar mitzvah, if anybody understands, yeah. but just on steroids. Right, exactly. What's the, and what's the holiday uh, during Christmas? Uh, Diwali. Diwali. But that's right before Thanksgiving. Yeah, it's at the end of October, early November for us, and that's like our Christmas. And y'all dress up in the Indian garb and all that stuff. Yes. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I mean, I think I was invited to one of the parties at your house, and for whatever reason, I couldn't go, but I saw the pictures, and I was like, God, we, no, actually, I think we did go. Yeah, it's 100-plus people, lots of drinks. Yeah. It's catered by this really good Indian restaurant. It's quite the time. Yeah, it's... it's Social it's, event of my season. It's Hey, go back to the child abuse thing. You, I asked you who, who you're representing, and you said whoever the police charge. So does that mean, and does this happen often, if there are allegations against a couple... Uh, but they just don't know who to who to blame, who to charge. The couple kind of stands in, in, in unity until the charges are thrown out and then they turn on each other? Well, it works in different ways. I mean, if you're going through maybe a separation or something, a lot of times it's sexual abuse allegations and then it's always going to be the man. But in cases where there's physical abuse or just abuse in general, mm -hmm. they can't sort of put their finger on any one specific person. They'll go interview the daycare people, the teachers, whatever, but both parents are in jeopardy. And at some point, the police will decide who to charge. Mm -hmm. But in the interim, we try to help everybody and get through defects and all that stuff. And hopefully, you know, it's just a mild overreaction, which, which is appropriate. I mean, they're supposed to protect the children, but sometimes it gets a little out of control. If you ever get on a podcast, um, there's a really good reporter from NBC uh, that did a big thing in Texas where they were accusing people of physical abuse of children without the proper science and things of that nature. Um, it was on Wondery um, is yeah. the company that does it, and it's a really incredible podcast with like seven or eight sessions that follows two families, one black, one white, and how they're treated differently on child abuse allegations and if wow. you have money or don't have money. All right. And it was Quite the story, and the reporter was fantastic. Quite quite the eye-opening experience, probably, right? Well, I've sort of been through I'm, it, but I, for folks that don't do it, you'd be sh shocked at how unqualified some of the medical professional people are on that side or how they just automatically knee-jerk react to it's absolutely abuse. And those people, thankfully, were able to hire some you know, doctors from the University of Texas and other places that disputed all that stuff. But then you know, their lives were turned upside down. The kids had been taken away for you know, a year plus before everything mm -hmm. got figured out. It, it, it's just frightening. There's a documentary coming out, uh, uh, I think on Peacock. Yeah, on Peacock for Casey Anthony. Yeah. 
And we were talking about this not that long ago. And Nikki's like, I'm not watching. I'm not. Unless she tells the truth. And I said, well, in the court of law, she was found not guilty. And she says, yeah, but that's not true. I want her to tell the truth. I was like, well, like, <laughs> how do you decide what the truth is? The truth to you? Do you really think she's going to go in a documentary and say, yes, I killed poor Kaylee? That's not going to happen. What do you think, Manny? Um, you think she's guilty and she just I, got away with it because of the charges? I mean, the problem is, see, this is what the Nancy Grace methodology feeds into our minds is we just always think everybody's guilty, right? Now, if I flip it on its ear and say, what about OJ? Um, depending on your perspective. And everybody, that's what everybody says. What about OJ? But we're talking about Casey Anthony. We're not talking about OJ. Right. But the issue is, why would he be found innocent by a certain group of folks? Because the court did it. And now we go to Casey Anthony and we say, oh, she must have done it kind of thing. You know, maybe she did it. Probably she did it. But one thing I tell people in every jury is not guilty doesn't mean you didn't do it. It means the government didn't prove it. Mm -hmm. So we can be skeptical, but we have to be able to quantify or give a reason why I think she's lying versus she's just lying. No, no, I have reasons why. She, right. well, she then is that's a more mother intelligent than most people. with a small child. As a mother, I never not knew where my three-year-old daughter was, ever. Right, but that's you. I can honestly say that I, when my kids were little, I had them in the back of the car. And it's not like a hot car thing, but, you know, if I don't take the kids to school every day, and I just go to work. I can't tell you how two, three, four, five times I remember I just drive my regular routine. The kid's in the back asleep or something. I get to work, get out, and like, shoot. Um, you know, I forgot. <laughs> I, forgot I mean, I didn't leave me. the kid for, you know, 14 hours in the car or right. anything. But, I mean, I forget sometimes. Or sometimes you leave the kids alone for a second and they wander off. So Well, what people do in the situations like this is if you're passionate. And this was a big... Uh, definitely single mother passionate story and because nate and i were there the entire time throughout this whole process in orlando and nikki's got her just like everybody else has got their opinion and point of view of what really happened but black and white cut and dry she's not guilty so you want her to go on this documentary and say that she's guilty um but she's not and according to the law I want her to go on this documentary and tell the absolute truth. She doesn't even have to say, I'm guilty. I want her to tell the absolute truth of what really happened, what did you do, and what were the results. You don't even have to ever say the word guilty if you don't want to say that word. But you know what happened to your daughter. You know what you did. You know what you didn't do. You know what happened to her. And and I just don't think she's going to go on there and tell that truth. So I don't want to watch it. Oh, oh, she is. I promise you, <laughs> she is. Oh my gosh. But it's not going to be her fault. It's going to be, you're going to hear a lot of uh, sexual abuse from George Anthony. You're going to hear that George Anthony was the killer and she helped him cover it up. That's what you're going to hear. Wow. You're going to hear George Anthony as the scapegoat. And George Anthony is probably going to take his life shortly after this documentary comes out. Right. Why even do it? I hope they're paying her a lot of money. It has it's to be like money. at this point, I mean, why would you bring it up and be public enemy number well, one as far as that goes? She's been pretty good about keeping her mouth shut and, and just being out of the public eye. Uh, she hasn't done anything. I mean, she hasn't been on a reality show. She hasn't done interviews. She hasn't done anything. She just disappeared to uh, the right, uh, right coast of Florida and just lived her life. But I think, uh, I, th I think they're paying her a, a, a lot of money. I mean, have to you be. must be. I just don't know why you'd want to bring all this stuff up and know. cause attention to yourself when you probably have been able to move on with your life. Would you have defended her if you had been uh, 
given that opportunity? Yeah, I'm, I'm certain I would have. I mean, you know, it's like you want to test yourself and emotionally, even though you may not like it, see, can you actually hold a rule of law above your personal feelings and make sure that the government does the case properly? My position is always force the government to do it properly. Don't concede anything just because you don't like the person or don't like the crime that they've committed because then I'm undermining it just as bad as any um, overzealous DA or cop that's not telling the truth. I'm just as bad as them if I you know, do that to people. But then it, it, it turns into a show. I mean, if you follow the case, you see Jeff Ashton on one side and Jose Baez on the defense side, and, and it just became theater. Uh, and it was very, very entertaining, don't get me wrong. But I, I think that if they wouldn't have gone for first-degree murder, they she would be in jail right now. They would have gotten other charges. Well, they always overcharge um, in every single case, just like the acquittal we got a couple weeks ago on the murder charge. It just wasn't a murder. Um, but the government does it. It scares the jurors because you hear all this murder, 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 and um, they hope that at a worst-case scenario they can get some type of manslaughter or compromise verdict. It's really hard to go from murder to zero. Mm-hmm. Um, and so overcharging is just an epidemic in the governmental system. It's just you see it in almost every single case. I thought that was bad if you overcharge. Of course you... it's bad, but it works. Yeah, No, no, I'm saying bad for uh, as far as the prosecution. If you're overcharging and you don't get it, then it's not like the jury's going to come back and say, oh, but we're going to give second degree or, or manslaughter or whatever. Well, that's the issue. If you charge overcharge, you get all those lesser included offenses. And so it's oh. rare that you walk away from an overcharge case. They may compromise to something. So when you're going from essentially a murder, which is called a capital crime, not death penalty murder, but just murder inherently is a capital crime, then it's hard to go all the way to zero and a full not guilty. Those are very rare occasions. You don't get those too many times in your lifetime. Um, I think she was so, charged with something, though. What? I she, don't think she was charged with nothing. I, 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 she wasn't charged with murder, but I think she was charged with, like, child neglect or something, right? Um, those are some of the lesser charges. Right. But I thought she was charged with murder to start with. And well, that's what she was charged with. Under I'm t- charges. I'm talking about found guilty of. I'm sorry. Yeah. She wasn't found guilty of murder, but I think she was found guilty of lesser charges like where she had to spend like six months in jail or do uh, community service, something really light. She she was uh, found guilty of providing false information to law law enforcement. There you go. See, so she got charges brought up against her. Oh, <laughs> I'm just telling you. <laughs> well, and another thing with like these cases is like we don't we're not the jury. We're not in the courtroom every day. We just kind of have hearsay from what people are talking about. Like Nikki probably didn't watch every day of the Casey Anthony trial, which I didn't either, but there's a lot of stuff that comes out there that we don't know about that might sway your opinion, but we just get what's in the news. Really? I can agree with that. I can agree yeah. with that. You're not going to get all the boring details in the news. You just get sort of the highlights and the interpretations. Yeah. I watched the whole damn thing. I had no choice. I was, that's what my radio show was for weeks. It was doing, you know, mystery science theater with the, the court case during the day. It's understandable. I mean, everybody followed it across the nation. I mean, it was just huge. I just, I think probably the biggest mistake I, I made during that time was when I had Geraldo Rivera on my show and I was poking fun at Jose Baez and I was like, you know, what's this guy doing? Cause at the time he, he looked goofy. I mean, when it started out, he looked like a fool and, uh, and of course, everybody was so anti-Casey Anthony. And there was not one person you'd meet that would be pro-Casey uh, pro Anthony. So I'm, I'm beating up Jose Baez, and, and Geraldo stops me in my tracks, and he goes, you know, he's one of my best friends. 
we grew up together. We vacationed <laughs> together. And I was like, well, I'm really sorry, man. I really. <laughs> but what's that got to do with his performance? Well, it was me beating him up and he wanted to stand up for him. You know, just saying, hey, look, he's doing his job as a defense attorney. That's what a defense attorney does. Whether you like how he does it or not, that's not the point. The point is, is that he is providing something to prosecutions. You know, he did the whole spiel. Yeah. But I'm sitting there making fun of him like, yeah, where's this guy buy his suits? And you know, like, yeah. like uh, yeah, we, we grew up together. We vacation together. Our wives are best friends. We're best friends. I'm like, sorry, my bad. I apologize. Uh, all right, let's get to some of these email questions also from social media. Uh, again, you can always reach out to any of our social media channels or just go to podcastthebs.com. There's a section that you can fill out just for uh, Mad Dog Manny Aurora. Is a registered sex offender allowed to live on the same property with young children that he is related to? Um. Generally, if they're under 18, I would say no, but there's exceptions um, in the sentencing sheet. So that has to be checked. And then also when you register, the police will let you know where you're allowed to live or not. It's generally their call based on location, distance, all those types of things. Uh, but when it includes relatives, you'd have to check the sentencing sheet specifically to see if it excludes, for example, your own kids or family members. I, 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 if I had a family member that had those types of charges... And they were, they were coming around like, oh, come on, I'm the uncle. I'm, it's fine, that's fine. You don't understand the whole story. Ah, oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. That's not happening. You're not anywhere, you're not going to be anywhere near my children. I mean, that's a personal choice as far as that goes. I mean, some people may say he didn't do it and it's okay, but, you know, like I said, it'll be in the sentencing sheet, but generally you cannot be near minors if you're a sex register. Mm. And your location where you live has to be approved by law enforcement. So if they're letting you live there, then there's clearly an exception. Is child abuse, would this go under child abuse, not providing a Christmas tree for your kid? Um, that would go under spoiled white privilege. Uh, well, that's actually, <laughs> that's actually Nikki, and she's n neither spoiled or white, uh, but she's not providing her a Christmas tree for her daughter this year, and I find that uh, as child abuse. I think that's child abuse. Definitely not child abuse. Well, you're going into the commercial Christmas side of it, right? I mean, the no. Christmas stuff didn't really have a lot of these things, if you want to be true to it, but... We're all victims of commercial Christmas, regardless of our background or what religion you have. Everybody parties on Christmas and celebrates it. Well, they're not even doing that. I mean, they, like, they're, it's just another day. Nikki, yeah. she, good for you, man. She, good she, for you. you. What do you mean, Annie. good for you? Because they're, our kids are spoiled and they get too much stuff anyway. Every day's Christmas you if you're a kid. Yep. You don't have yep. to buy. That's Absolutely. What I, hold on. I, that's, what I told, that's what I told Nikki. You don't have to buy her anything. You just have to. She's supposed to be this religious person. You're celebrating the birth of Christ. It has nothing to do with do a Christmas tree. tree. They can go live in a. Absolutely. It, if you don't have an ornament with baby Jesus in his no. manger, then you are not celebrating the birth of Christ. It has nothing to do with a Christmas tree. No. You gotta and have I'm not even going to go deep into the religious side because Jesus wasn't even born in December. That is true, but, but that's the day we celebrate. This is what America has chosen to do. I will acknowledge that, but I'm not putting up a Christmas tree. God, you're a heathen. Everybody knows in Bethlehem the manger is surrounded by fir trees. Correct. Thank you. Oh, please. I appreciate that. <laughs> I thought and it was like in a barn or something. What he was born in a manger. And he, and he was hanging, right, from a tree, right? That's 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 how it was. Yeah. <laughs> the With fir tree lobby's got us, man. It's just, it's crazy. A search warrant was served in a house I was living in. The police lied about an arrest warrant they had for me, calling me out of the house prior to entry. I was awakened by this and put on a pair of shorts that weren't mine. They searched me and found drugs. I would have never put on those shorts if they hadn't lied about the arrest warrant. 
because I wouldn't have gone outside. All charges were dropped except those possession charges. Is this okay for the cops to lie about the arrest warrant? It did, after all, cause me to put on the shorts. All right, was the first line that they had a search warrant, or was it just an arrest warrant? The search whole time? warrant. Search warrant was served in the house. All right, so they can come in the house with a search warrant if you chose to put on the shorts. I guess I'm a bit confused. The arrest warrant doesn't seem to be an issue. If they have a valid search warrant, they can come into the house and search for whatever it is that they're looking for. If you happen to be naked and put on some shorts that were close by to you that may have had some drugs on it, that's suspicious in and of itself. But I'm not understanding what the arrest warrant has to do with anything because they're in your house legally anyway. And if they're executing a search warrant, either you let them in or they're going to knock the door down. Well, he says both. He says a search warrant was served in a house I was living in. The police lied about an arrest warrant they had for me. Right, but that didn't force you to get dressed because they're validly in your house. Now, if they're trying to... Well, no, they said they, they called them out of the house. Well... On a search warrant, usually if, if they come in, they'll have to clear the house and take everybody out so they can search the place. So I don't understand what the point of the arrest warrant is. They were validly, validly doing what you know he's described in there. The arrest warrant is just to arrest you. And if they used an improper arrest warrant to get consent to go search, then you have a problem. But otherwise, I'm not quite understanding it. I have a few more questions. Does that happen often? A f- like a... Would you call it a fake arrest warrant? No, I mean, the police are legally authorized to lie to you, but they can't lie to you about arrest warrants or search warrants in order to trick you into consenting into something. But in this case, it sounds like they were validly in the house. They're clearing the house, telling everybody to get out, which is standard procedure, so they can search it with safety issues. Right. Um, And so if you're naked and you put on some shorts, the first question is, well, how are you that close to shorts with drugs in them? Um, but you know that leads to a, a several other questions. So I would like a follow up with this person if they would maybe call in next week or yeah. two weeks or when I come back. Sure, maybe I can answer it a little better. It's a bit confusing because I don't think the arrest warrant has anything to do with it. And send pictures of your shorts too, please. <laughs> oh. All so right. They're not boxer shorts, clearly. So. No, no. Uh, the hotline. If you ever want to leave a, a, a message, a question for for Manny, four zero four three six nine thirty eight twenty five. Here's one. Hey, it's Ashley. I was driving home and I hit a deer. I didn't think anything about it until I saw someone was killed in the hit and run in the same area that I was in. Should I tell the cops my story or what should I do? Thanks. There you go. All right. So if you hit a deer, I'm guessing there was damage to your car. If there was a hit and run and you're worried the cops may think it's you, then yeah, absolutely let them know and say I hit the deer here. Um, assuming it's close in time to when it happened and this isn't like a week or two later. Um, otherwise, if you don't talk to them, just take pictures of your car as far as the deer damage and all that kind of stuff, and it should be fine. There you go. Answer that. Why is my 28-year-old daughter being held in jail for a Colorado warrant? My daughter was arrested 10 days ago at work in Norcross, Georgia. She's a young mother of one six-year-old child. I've never known her to be anything less than a loving, kind, sweet mother and a law-abiding citizen. I only know that she was picked up at her place of employment for mailing contraband to a prisoner in Colorado. What does that mean? What are her rights? How long can she be held? All right, so clearly she committed a crime. She's mailing contraband to a prisoner in Colorado. It's like the old, you know, file in the cake kind of thing so yeah. they can escape. So we don't know if she mailed him some drugs, a cell phone, whatever it is might be they try to sneak in. The problem is, you know, everything gets x-rayed and double-checked before and it gets opened. to a prisoner. And opened, of course. <laughs> 
Um, that's but, right. You are a CO, right? Yeah. You need to open that stuff. So that's a felony. And so if Colorado took out a warrant, generally every state does what they call extradition. So if Colorado says, hey, you committed a felony in our state by mailing this thing in, we take out a warrant, you send it nationwide, police you know, are told that, hey, this person lives here, they'll come pick you up, and then they hold you pending extradition from Georgia to Colorado. And the extradition hearing, you generally just waive it because all that means is did they get the right person that's listed on the warrant? That's not a hard standard to prove. I wonder what you were sending them. Yeah, and then generally within 30 days after the extradition hearing, either it's granted or you just waive it, which is what I would recommend. Um, they'll come and get you within 30 days, and then you get bond in Colorado or whatever's going to happen in Colorado. What are some of the creative things that you'd see, Nikki, when you're a CO? Um, the, the basics, drugs, uh, cell phones. Yeah, but like drugs in what? They're just not sending drugs, right? Well, People don't send drugs through the mail. Normally when people are trying to smuggle in drugs to the prison, they put them in their vaginal areas or their rectums. Uh. They come into visitation. They say, oh, I have to go to the bathroom. They take it out, and then they try to pass it to them in some sort of way. Then the inmate swallows it because we cavity search them when they go back, and then they poop it out. Pull it out, and that's how they get it. That's that's you got you got, uh, you, you know. Uh, you. Let me give you give you some <laughs> updates now since Nikki's CO days. You, now you soak paper, um, and then you try to mail it in as a letter or something like that. So what's happening now is they'll take liquid meth and some of the other things, soak the paper in it, oh. let it dry out, write on it, print it just like regular paper, and mail it in. And so a lot of the drugs are coming in that way. They used to use drones for a while. The drones would just come at night. Um, so let me just give you some history. In the old days, the tree line is usually a couple hundred yards away from the yes. facility. They could just basically take a slingshot and wing stuff over the fence, and the people would get it the next morning when they're in yard call or any of that kind of stuff. People would come pick it up. Mm. Then we graduated from that after the stuff Nikki talked about. We went to the slingshots, and we went to drones. Then they took countermeasures as far as drones. Now a lot of the guards are bringing things in. The going rate for an iPhone is close to two grand, wow. you know, to bring it in and stuff like that. And then you got to rent chargers, or you can um, get pieces of uh, aluminum and just charge it yourself. You know, next to any time you're. So the own. guards are in on it. Of oh, course, yeah. yeah, they're making money. Yeah, I mean, when you're starting at thirty-eight thousand dollars a year pay, I mean, you're making two grand plus per phone, and the drugs are coming in that way. Um, and then they also have a lot of. Um, you know, workers that work there or food supply companies and things like that. Stuff just comes in that way. It's mixed in with the food and they'll take it out. Wow. They're, they're very creative. Yeah. Well, it doesn't seem like anybody's like, it's like, if I don't see it, you can do it. Well, the idea is as long as the violence doesn't happen and everybody's getting along and the wardens don't have any problems, there's no reports. There's not that. Cause there's a lot of deaths that are happening that you guys have no idea about. Um, in jails, in, in prisons, mm -hmm. all the time, that just never makes it out. Most families are poor and they can't do anything about it or sue or investigate anything. Uh, but most of the places, the drugs are everywhere. I mean, you'll get calls on cell phones from most of your clients, and you don't know it's them until you know it's them, right? Um, people are FaceTiming lawyers, and you look at them, and I, I've been subject to this. It's like, holy shit, you're in jail. Um, <laughs> eating like a Zaxby's or something. I'm like, what in the hell? Um, but, I mean, they're your clients, and they call, so you, know, you take the call. I don't, I don't think it's illegal for me to take a call or anything, but, yeah, it's very prevalent. As long as the violence is maintained, there's just that happy equilibrium where everybody's making money, and it's all good. Wow. That's just a, it doesn't sound like anybody's abiding by the rules, though. 
Well, I mean, life's tough in there. And, um, you know, if you've got a couple of bucks and everybody needs to make a couple of bucks. They're in prison. Do you think they care about rules? No, I'm not talking about them. I'm talking about the the rule makers. Like, oh, if yeah, they're, letting no. it, you're letting it go. You're just trying to contain the violence until people do their time. I mean, that's essentially it is just contain the violence so I don't get recognized by Because we're ups. outnumbered. The, uh, the guards are always outnumbered by the inmates. So at least if you 20, keep, 30 to 1, maybe yeah, more. Yeah, if you keep the violence down, that's it. Like when I was a, a guard, it was two of us in a building with 120 inmates. Wow. We're outnumbered. Wow. I'll bet you those male guards in those female facilities have a lot of dates. <laughs> I mean, in the, in the male facilities, the women do too. It's the same. Really? It's the same. Wow. Yeah, you know where the cameras look and where they don't look, and you can work things out. Well, mm-hmm. I guess if you're really lonely, that'd be the job for you, right? Those those fat girls, they love working there. They gas them up. <laughs> some ugly girls, they gas them up. They love going to work. It's the place for them. <laughs> yes, I can't wait to go to work today. <laughs> My favorite inmate is in the yard. <laughs> I'm going to go see Chainsaw today. I'm going to put him in the hole. Uh, penalties for violation of the Federal Food, Drug, and Cosmetics Act. Act. Yeah. In receipt of Fissilcibin? Fissilcibin? Fissilcibin. Mushrooms. Fissilcibin. Okay. Microdose from Canada to Georgia. The package was confiscated at U.S. Customs, but repackaged and delivered to my residence. Then That's a, called a control buy. Then a few days control delivery. Later, a notice was received saying you'll be receiving correspondence from our fines, penalties, and forfeitures branch in the near future. What should I do? I don't understand any of that. All right. So what happens is a lot of the companies, if you go to a convenience store, you know how you see Midnight Thunder and Weekend Stallion and all those boxes. Those are the sex pills mm-hmm. that they take. What's happening is a lot of that's coming from a lot. Most all of it's coming from China. It's got knockoff um Viagra and stuff in it and some of that has some impact where it's killed people because you may have heart conditions and stuff like that and so the FDA under the act um, can stop you from it but most of the stuff's coming in mislabeled right as something else in a box so it doesn't get pulled over and that's how it's making it to wholesalers and eventually to the convenience stores and so if you walk into any convenience store you'll see it and if it's got any trace amounts of Viagra or any of those kinds of drugs that are regulated, then it becomes a crime. And so they actually go after a lot of convenience store owners that we represented that think they're buying this stuff on legitimate websites, but it's coming in, you know, saying candles or something like that on it. So at some point, the store owners know. Um, mm. But it makes so much money, um, this knockoff Viagra, because Viagra used to be, what, like, you know, $50 a pill or something. So... If you go into a store and buy a box of Midnight Stallion, yeah. that's essentially what you're getting. Are we, like, I always, you know, we always hear these stories of China and Indonesia and Philippines, you know, like all these other countries that are doing these scam type things always to America. Do they, A, do this to other countries, and B, does anybody in America do this to them? I don't know if anybody from America has done it to them because my experience has all been stuff coming from China here and being sold at convenience stores. We consume everything, I think, more so than just about any place else in the world because we're the wealthiest, essentially. Uh. Um, And we just have a taste for sex and everything else. It's not quite as taboo in a lot of other places, so I don't know. But I'm sure sex pill things are, are popular, but 
It is incredibly popular here. You'll see it in any every convenience store. The problem is you just don't know what the percentages of those mm. amounts are on the pills that they're making, and that's why it ends up being a little dangerous to your health depending on your health conditions, mm. and that's why it's all regulated. Does it have ephedrine in it? I mean, it's not like it's going to say down there, but it's supposed to have knockoff Viagra-type products and you know oh. stuff in it to give you the last all night they, kind of they've got a, uh, all that stuff at this uh, gas station up here up the street by downtown roswell and i mean that place has got everything in it right it's got bongs it's got knives it's got ice cream it's got everything and, and you walk in and i was in there the other day and uh this guy goes up to the counter and he's like you he, he got some purple swisher sweets right that's a thing right some purple or grape or whatever and then he also got one of these sex thing. I don't remember what it was called, but I just remembered like seeing like a panther or something yeah. on the box, like a cheesy, like seventies looking, you know, panther. And I was like, all right, so he's going to get high and do something weird. That's what this guy's about to do. <laughs> right. So those things are everywhere. So these agents will go out. If there's a tip or something, they'll hit the store here and there kind of stuff. But I mean, it's just prevalent and, some of it's legal based on where it's packaged, but a lot of it comes in mispackaged. And so what they were describing, there's a controlled delivery, and then they'll hit you up with a fine the first time, and then eventually they'll arrest you based on the volume of stuff you're bringing in. Mm-hmm. All right. I, I got a question for you. Yeah. Yeah. I know you've heard about this case now that's viral with the girl in Cabo that was murdered, and they're saying she had alcohol poisoning, and Mexico basically just sent her back home, but her neck's broke and her back's broke. Like, how probable is it going to be that her family will be able to charge her friends with her murder? Well, I mean, I don't know how we prove that the friends actually broke her neck or whatever. The first thing I need to know is, did the alcohol poisoning kill her, um, or was she injured and then they just started putting alcohol well, the in her video shows her friend beating her up the first thing she did was grabbed her by her hair and she slung her i'm and just watching the sling i mean her neck didn't break because she she landed on her butt and she still looked alive but she she slung her onto the ground and then she just starts pounding on her face the girl's not even putting her hands up yeah. In in defense, she just took all of those blows, and then who knows what happened when the video went yeah. off. But so if all that happened in Mexico, the family has to go file a report or something because we wouldn't have any jurisdiction to prosecute the people for hurting her here in the U.S. There's specific crimes under like the Foreign Corrupt Practices Act for businesses that if you do certain things overseas, you can still be charged for it in the United States. Mm. But I don't think murder or aggravated assault or something like that would be one of them. But child abuse, for example, if you go overseas to go have sex with children or something, you come back, you can be prosecuted here. Um, If it's financial crimes, if there's corruption issues, you can be prosecuted here. But I don't know unless Mexico is going to pursue the case. If there's much they can do, they could file a civil suit here. Dang, so they might not even get charged with killing her. I don't even know the story. I don't know what you're talking about. Well, it's it's been all over social media. This young girl, um, I think a few weeks ago, she went to Cabo with some friends, like how we do on vacation. And the first day, within 24 hours of them of them getting to Cabo, she was she's dead. And they called her mom and said, "Oh, she she died from alcohol poisoning." Um, they all get on a plane, come back to the U.S. They leave her body in Mexico. The autopsy's done in Mexico, and her neck is broke. Her back is broke, um, and they didn't really find much alcohol in her system to say that it was poisoning. Now, she was drunk. The video showed that she was drunk. Well, recently, had to be one of her friends, leaked the video that shows 
one of her friends she was in on the trip with like attacking her and this girl was like pummeling her and she wasn't fighting her back and in the video her friend's like oh why aren't you even fighting back why are you just sitting there and you could tell the girl was she, she looked like she was drunk and she was out of it and so now it's her mom's reaching out to the public it's gone viral everybody's posting about it because she's trying to get justice to find out what actually happened to her daughter on yeah. this trip and she said it took six thousand dollars for her to even get her body back to oh, the yeah. U.S., you know, they did another autopsy and show her neck was broke, her back was broke. So you can't say she died from alcohol poisoning. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Where she did she like live? She was like 24 in Charlotte, North Carolina. Really? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh. Sad. Yeah. I, got, I, I see the, the Virginia shooting, yep. which was horrible, and then those kids, uh, those kids from Idaho at Idaho University got stabbed. That's the weirdest story yet. I mean, I don't know when we're going to air this and if there's information that's come out, but as of right now, it's just four kids that were stabbed to death. Sheesh. Yeah, like, and then, like, the Idaho, you know, University of Idaho or Idaho University, it's like everybody's on lockdown, and there was a warning weeks prior about uh, stabbings or a knife, somebody with a knife or something like that. Yeah, so uh, nobody knows what happened, though. They just found these four bodies just mutilated. Yeah, I was just wondering, like, was You see that story? I have not. So no. these are like college students that were killed? Yeah, yeah young, like young, really pretty people that were just having a good time. I'm surprised there's not cameras outside the dorms or the apartments that could see things coming and going. Uh, can I sue the city for damage to my car? I was driving down Roswell Road. This is not me. Uh, on Saturday, I was forced <laughs> to drive through a giant pothole. They're all over the place. It popped my tire, bent the front end of my car. Can I sue the city for damages since they're responsible for the roads? Great question. Yes, uh, but you don't sue them. You file a claim. There's a pothole section, at least with the city of Atlanta. If you hit a pothole and you take pictures of the damage in the pothole yeah. and the repair things, they'll reimburse you. It's a little bit of a process, but you'll get your money back from the city. I'm assuming Roswell has something similar like that. So it's not a lawsuit, but there's a claim section where you can do it as long as you can prove that the pothole caused it. I've never seen... Uh, a city repair potholes the way that Atlanta and the surrounding cities do it. I, I, I don't, I don't, maybe I just haven't paid attention to it, but they literally put a, a, a sheet of metal over the hole and it's not even secure. It's just laying there. There was a big pothole in our neighborhood a couple years ago and there was just this sheet of metal. And every time you'd go over it, you know, I'm sitting here freaking out going, my like back tire is going to kick it and it's going to, you know, <laughs> I'm going to fall in this hole. Every time it just felt like it moved every time, but it just sat there. And when you go over it, it's a bump. It's like a jagged bump into your tire. It just does not seem like there has to be a better way to do this. Well, they just do that temporarily and it's very heavy. So yeah. it feels like it's moving, but it's actually probably just going up and down, uh, flexing a little bit. But until they can get it repaired, they just do that. So nobody gets hurt or accidents are caused i am the boyfriend of a parent and her son is being questioned fingerprinted it uh, fingerprinted etc why can i not go back with them even though my girlfriend the mother wanted me to the cops said parents only is this true um generally if it's a juvenile and they're being fingerprinted that means they've been arrested and so a parent is allowed to go back there based um, on the age and all those types of things um, if they show up on time. But a lot of times they'll just interview the kids without the parents because they'll say, we try to reach out to the parents, we couldn't reach them. Mm. Um, but you can't just take anybody besides your parent or your lawyer in that situation. Yeah. All right, let's get to the last voicemail here. Hey, Manny, it's Eric. I'm being accused of transporting narcotics across state lines. I was recruited to deliver a package and I did not know the content. What should I do? 
<laughs> I was recruited. Yeah, I was <laughs> but I didn't know what it was. <laughs> All right, so the biggest problem he's going to have is something called deliberate ignorance. So if somebody says, hey, I'm going to give you $1,000 to drive this package out there, um, deliberate ignorance means I don't ask any questions. I don't know what's in it. So if that was the case... I could load up a tractor trailer, not know what's in it, and drive it across and make a lot of money, right? And say, I didn't know what was in the issue. Mm. And so we've had to defend cases where the guys are arguing deliberate ignorance, essentially, that, hey, there's just there's my buddy, and he said this or that. And you don't get paid, I assume he got paid a fair amount of money, you know, to do this. Now, if it was just a friend that says, hey, you're going to Birmingham, can you just take my briefcase and give it to my girlfriend or something? Yeah, then he may have a a case but if you're recruited means you probably got paid which means some radar in your mind should have gone up that something's up with this so um it'll be a hard case to defend if the facts are the way i think they're going to be all right last one real quick my ex hit me and tried to break my car windows and broke my door I was <laughs> I was wondering if there was anything I could do. Also, three other girls who have been with him reached out to me and told me he has hit them, and two of the three have been raped. Jesus. His dad also abused women before he had died. I don't know I if there's mean, a question. Call the police. Yeah. That, that's the number one thing. Call the police and then file a claim against him for the damage to your car. I mean, it could have said I took an axe to a sliding glass window and just wanted and to. And did not go to jail. <laughs> I was, in my, well, was well within my rights. That's all you got to say. I don't even want to tell the whole story ever again. <laughs> I just, I just want to say, axe through window, and I want you to respond with, oh, at least I didn't go to jail. I didn't go to jail. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, any questions for Manny before we leave, Nate, or before he leaves? Yeah. Is, is there any, like, rules where you have to wear a suit or anything specific to court? No, there's no rule, but we always tell people, tuck in your damn shirts, don't have saggy pants, and no jewelry, for God's sakes, when you're going to court. I mean, you're going to court, so there's a chance you may not come out of court. So always wear just a collared shirt and some pants. Just be respectful. Why do you ask? Oh, I've just seen, like, some of the, I mean, they're the court TV kind of things, but they'll, like, give them a hard time for what they're wearing. But in, in my head, I'm like, well, you're supposed to be impartial, so does it really matter if you look professional or not? It's not a matter of looking professional. It's just a courtesy, um, you know, respect factor. Like, you don't want to walk in there with a tank top and look like you just kind of woke up kind of thing. It's just you want to make a good impression because you're in court. Um, and so people make comments in some courtrooms. The judges won't allow you in unless you have your shirt tucked in. They'll have rules about no super short skirts, no tank tops, you know, that kind of stuff. And why in God's name would you go to court in a tank top or something inappropriate what is the point you're not going clubbing here you know i've seen i like these judge judy shows people walk in and wearing like jean shorts and a tank top (laughs) it's a a lack of respect at that point oh i I, i'm in i i you know i think the courtroom is probably the last place where it's almost you know not i guess forced to dress appropriate for where you're at i mean used people used to dress up to go to church they don't do that anymore uh, people used to dress up to fly. They don't do that anymore. You know, um, there's even uh, certain like weddings and stuff. People don't dress the way they used to dress. So and it, I, I guess yeah. they chalk it up as trendy. I don't know. But well, but, you could also argue that if some people that are maybe lower income going to court cannot afford a suit or sure. a collared shirt. Right, sure. but I'm not saying even a, sh- a, a suit. I'm just talking about a collared shirt. And a pair of khakis or something like that, or at least nice jeans kind of thing. You, you just don't want to look like you're going in there like, yeah, whatever, this is an inconvenience. I mean, this isn't a comfort situation when you're going to court. Nothing generally good comes out of it. 
God, that's a great idea, Nate. You know, like next to the courthouse or next to the jail, there's always a bail bondsman and stuff. Maybe open up a suit rental place. Like, yeah. you, like you can rent it for an hour, you know, for 20 bucks or something. That's great. Or a, right, or a suit and a Bible all together. Suit and a Bible. Bible. Yeah. yeah. Suit yeah. a Bible and a haircut. Yeah. <laughs> or I'll just sell them a collar for their shirt. It just like snaps on or it's Velcro. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you look nice. All right. Uh, Nikki, you got anything? No, that's, I just want to know okay. about that case. All right. Uh, TheAuroraLawFirm.com, if you need Manny's services. Uh, yes, he's located here in Atlanta, Georgia, but practices nationwide. He can help you out one way or another. Uh, and then any questions that you have for Manny's next visit, if you want to do it on the voicemail, 404-369-3825. All right. Well, I'm assuming you're going to court. Yes. Yeah, you, you look nice. I think we talked about that. I wish you nothing but the best. Thank you. I like the warm coat over the blazer look yeah it's really nice. when the high is 40 outside it's uh yeah. it's gonna be tough but but you look like you mean business right it looks like yeah. like i'm stylish i don't care too much but i care enough to be here but look how cool i look but i'm not trying to look this cool <laughs> let's get some business done all right you know what i'm saying okay yeah that's exactly what i was going for this morning hey, you nailed up. it yeah that's that's the look and i know you know that i know but i don't know that you know that i don't know <laughs> Soon you're going to be on a fashion magazine, and it's the new "You know what I know, but I don't know what you know." Look, it's Manny or Mad Dog Manny Aurora. Uh, all right, uh, thanks for coming in, buddy. Good to see right. you. See you guys soon. Hold up, wait a minute. Let's hear from our sponsors. Look, doing a new kitchen or bath, that's a big undertaking, right? So you want to go to somebody that's like a one-stop shop, like UCI Kitchen and Bath. They've been Atlanta's number one cabinet, granite, and quartz fabricator and installer for the past 20 years. That's what I'm talking about, a one-stop shop. Uh, they provide the installation of whatever you buy. Speaking of, you mentioned the BS, the Bailey Show podcast, and you're getting 10% off your regularly priced countertops. That's a nice little savings, right? You can visit the Norcross, Georgia showroom location. Let their design team transform your kitchen and bathroom into a beautiful and functional environment to fit your personality. It's just upping your property value. You can get with all the latest trends because they got them right there on the showroom. Servicing all of Georgia and parts of Alabama, Tennessee, North Carolina, South Carolina, and Florida. How do you get a hold of them? Very simple. UCIGranite.com. The letters UCI, the word granite.com. Help you help your business get to the next level. And you do that by incorporating create graphics in there. Whether it's vehicle wraps, corporate events you might be having, interior, exterior events, graphic design and apparel. Create Graphics is a full-service graphics company that specializes in graphic design, wide format printing, and graphic installation. Excellent customer service where every project is going to get that one-on-one -on -one experience from start to finish. CreateGraphics.net. C-R-E-A-T-E-G-R-A-P-H-I-X.net. Or you can call 770-369-9962. 770-369-9962. Sometimes it's tough finding the right tree service, like ones that'll give you a call back or ones that'll even show up. Cut and right tree service and more, they're going to do both. They're going to show up and they're going to call you back. 877-828-8846. You can also book online, cuttingright.com, C-U-T-T-I-N-R-I-G-H-T.com. Female, veteran-owned, located and servicing all around Atlanta. And if you mention the BS, when you call, you get $100 off 
your job. Experienced tree removal who care all about the details. Customer satisfaction guaranteed. 877-828-8846. That's 877-8-CUTTIN. CuttinRight.com. Son of a bitch. I'll be loving you forever, just as long as you subscribe to The Bailey Show. Nobody is going to save you now. If you like what you hear, then get a full seven days a week plus of new content by subscribing. Podcastthebs.com. It's better than radio. And back to you, Jason. Did you guys uh, back out of the BS Two Percenter Facebook chat group? Uh, I put it on mute. I muted it. Oh, me too. I'll still check it. It's actually a lot of fun. It's a lot of notifications. Yeah, I, I, I didn't, I didn't know what I was doing when I created it. It, it, the opportunity presented itself to me, and I just kept hitting, okay, 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 okay. So you're saying Facebook set you up for this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they did actually. It, I got a notification that said, because I guess it, I think it's something new where you can have a chat in your group or something. And they just said, hey, you should have this chat. You know, talk to your people. This is, and I was like, oh, neat. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. And I did that. And I kid you not, as soon as I got done setting it up, it was like, poof. <laughs> it was a flood of, of notifications. I was like, that's kind of cool. So now I can talk like directly to the people in the, the BS2 Percenters group. I was wondering why you weren't the first person to comment in the chat because I, I had to scroll back up because a friend of mine actually texted me and said, did you put me in this group chat? And I'm like, what group chat? And he's like, with all these white people. And I was like. With all these what? <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. Let me see. All these white people? Yeah. Fucking racist. So like a group chat. So I go on Facebook and then I see that I have a request to join a chat and I saw that it was the two percenters. So I'm like, yeah. oh, this is the show stuff. So I go in it and it's just all these messages. So I go all the way back to the beginning. I see that Jason created the chat, but Jason wasn't the first person to comment. So now it makes sense why you weren't even the first person to comment. I was like one of the first people. You were the second person. Yeah, I was Somebody second person. You too. Yeah, I think Kevin Simpson. <laughs> he's a he's a beast in there. <laughs> yeah, he, he 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 and he's he stays up late too. <laughs> uh, I've made him moderator of the chat room. Uh, like that's his official title. <laughs> so what's the difference between that and just the group? Uh, this is instant message. It's like if yeah. I direct message you on G Chat or something. That's all it is. Oh, okay. And it's just well, yeah, that's like the, the Discord channel that they set up. That's where all the the, the listeners were chatting on right. the different Discord channels. We we've just dumbed down Facebook even more. Like it's like a pri you have Facebook, then you have a private Facebook group. Now we have a private Facebook group chat room. <laughs> <laughs> we're really trying to pinpoint a small percentage of our audience. We really, really <laughs> are. But it was good because um what we want to do going into the new year is uh, Nate and I came up with this idea that, we, you know, it's kind of like in radio best of, but it's not, it would be you, you guys talking about your favorite episodes. And I thought that was pretty cool, uh, a pretty cool idea. And then we'll produce it and, you know, get you together and, you know, we'll team you up with somebody. So you have somebody to, to kind of talk about it with and, 
You can you can just for a couple minutes in the you know bullshit and then go into the episode, um, and then I'll give you some BS merch. But I was like, I posted a video on our social media the other week about this, and I said, hey, you know, email the Bailey Show podcast at Gmail if you're interested. And I like, I got nothing. And then I started this chat and I did it, and I'm now bombarded with more than enough people to do it. So it's kind of cool to have direct content with people or direct con- um, contact with people. I noticed that nice. too. I noticed a lot of people like, oh, I want to do it. I want to do it. And I thought the same thing. I'm like, well, why didn't y'all come in on the post? Right, exactly. Like, <laughs> I, 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 I had like somebody asked me, I think Kim asked me, she was like, where did you post the video? I was like, well, I posted it everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> and so I reposted it in the chat room. You know, I just took it off my phone. Yeah. And yeah. she was like, does that, oh. mean we're post- does that mean we're posting too much and nobody pays attention? <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't know. Do you think? Is, is, are you being facetious or what? Do you think we are? Oh, well, I'm, I'm joking, but I mean, oh. may, there might be a grain of truth in there. If I mean, you posted a video and, and clearly nobody listened to it because they uh, they all wanted to do it once they found out in that direct um, direct group. Actually, I, I, I don't think I post a lot. I mean, I, I don't post too little. I know that. But, I mean, I'm only, like, posting two times a day. And, you know, I've been reading all these articles, like, when to post, what time to post, where to post it at, and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, like, my TikTok stuff that I post, I, I post it late at night, you know, because that's when the TikTokers, TikTokers come alive. <laughs> By the way, did, did TikTok take away the option to put... Uh, music from actual artists in, in your videos? No, not not that I know of. I Why to, can you not put any songs on there? I tried to post something the other. Uh, oh, I so I posted that 2022 Spotify Wrapped thing that everybody's posting about, which is cool. It's like the BS was your number one podcast, and you know, and then they gave us all these different. Um, numbers and stuff throughout 2022 that, again, if you follow us on social media, you'll, uh, every day I'm posting something different, but I posted a reel and I put uh, the Hollywood Undead, uh, whatever it takes behind it, you know, whatever. And I went to, wanted to put the same music behind it on TikTok, but I couldn't, it wouldn't let me post any music. Like, it was just TikTok music. Huh, I don't know. Uh, you didn't, the actual video didn't have a sound on it, though? No. Like, when you... No. Oh, okay. Mm-mm. I put add, oh, add, no, no. add, add music or add sound, whatever. And had no, What's no, TikTok no. music? Yeah, like, uh... Little jingles. Yeah, little jingles or like, by, by, by DJ Corner of the Room or DJ Coffee <laughs> Table. You know, like... Those kinds of things. What? DJ Corner of the Room. I was just looking at the corner of the room. For thinking of mine. <laughs> uh, so anyway, thanks for the uh, response, and um, and and that should be pretty cool. So that should be pretty cool. <laughs> DJ Corner of the Room. <laughs> I'm gonna give somebody that idea when they're looking for a DJ name. <laughs> you want to be DJ Corner of the Room? DJ Corner of the Room. <laughs> Glad you like that, said anyone. Uh, somebody asked me in the chat uh, if we could have an, or maybe this was on the Facebook page, but uh, I forgot all about the uh, cleaning lady situation. Oh, and yeah. And I haven't given everybody an update on that. So the uh, had a falling out with uh, our last cleaning lady up at Paradise City, our cabin in Mineral Bluff. And I'm not going to rehash the entire story, but it was a mess and she didn't do her job and she was just, it was just a bad, so she, I, she, I had to fire her, but 
I was not going to pay her for the last clean because she did. This was not the first time that she hadn't done it properly, but it was definitely the last time. She she didn't she didn't do what she's getting paid to do anyway. So I I didn't I didn't pay her. Her husband texts me and says, you know, you owe us this money. If I don't get it by today, he threatens me. He's like, I'm going to put a mechanics lien against your your property, and I'm going to sue you, and, and just all these threats. And I'm like, look, you dumb fucking redneck. I am not the guy to have this conversation with. So I got a hold of Tyler Watkins from Gorenstein and Watkins, and Tyler sent off a nice letter to the cleaning lady, the wife, who, from what I understand, didn't want to do this. It was the husband's idea. To sue you? Yeah, it was all the husband's idea. Right. And we sent off a letter and said, yeah, you're more than welcome to continue to go with what you have threatened to do, but just know that if you do follow through with it, we'll be countersuing the money that you lost my client because you didn't do your job, which is well over $1,000, and plus court costs. And I might have some, what is that, mental anguish? What is yeah, it? Whatever. emotional yep. issues. Yeah, I think traumas. I might have trauma and all that stuff. So, so what happened after that? They were she, like, uh-oh. She's like, well, I, we're not going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the last I heard. <laughs> I mean, I, I haven't heard anything since. So I guess I guess the, the Tyler Watkins to the rescue. Tyler Watkins to the rescue. Tyler Watkins. That's when, you know, when I talk about... When I say, you know, the studio is sponsored by Tyler Watkins or Gorenstein and Watkins, I say landlord and tenant disputes, contracts and transactions. Well, that shit's true. <laughs> like, he really does that. And he's very good at it. <laughs> it totally works. It's awesome. Uh, so that's the update. And hopefully that's dead in the water, right? And then and never to be spoken about again. It's over with. The World Cup. Nate, you have a buddy that's in Qatar, right? At the World Cup? Yeah, I do. Right. Yeah, one of my buddies that I went to Egypt with. Okay. Yes. So we're going to hopefully have him on the podcast soon? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, hopefully this, this week. He, he, uh, he's, he, he's from where? Why, why, is he, why is he at the World Cup? Uh, he's from Brazil. I mean, he lives in Orlando, but he, he's from Brazil originally. So he went over to watch Brazil, watch the U.S., you know, just watch some of the games. Do you think that the World Cup is an event that people would go to even if they weren't a soccer fan? Because I can see, like, uh, let me explain before you answer. Like, I can see going to the Super Bowl and not being a football fan because it's the Super Bowl. Right. If you if you have the opportunity to go, just to say that you went there, I can see going to WrestleMania. I can see going uh, to the World Series. You know, even if you're not a fan of the sport, I don't know necessarily about the NBA, and I don't know necessarily about hockey. And I can see tennis. I can see golf. You know, you go just because to say you were at the event. Is the world? Do you think the World Cup is that event? Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, it's it's basically the Olympics, but with just soccer. So you think non soccer fans are at the at the World Cup? Non soccer. Yeah, I, I would say non soccer fans are at the United Games right here in Atlanta. I know plenty of people who've gone out there, bought the merch and everything. They don't know nothing about soccer. Okay, well, that, that, well you don't have to yell at me. I'm it's just, just asking the a question. I'm not yelling. You are getting defensive. Like I should know the answer. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> gotta have a conversation. You gotta fill, you know, podcast time or whatever we call it. You know, I, I, I just, I did not know the answer to that. I would assume, I would assume no, but that's narrow-minded because I'm not a big soccer fan. 
So I, you know, if like somebody said to me, Hey dude, all expenses paid. We're going to Qatar to the world cup. I'd be like, go fuck yourself. I'm not going. Uh, it's just no interest to me. Now I, there's no interest to go to the NBA finals either, but I'd probably tell them to go fuck themselves on that one too. Somebody giving you an all expense paid trip. You're telling them to go F themselves. Are you crazy? To the world cup? I would go on an all-expense-paid trip to Disney World. I don't care. Somebody was well, going to pay for me to go. I'd That's go. That's a horrible example. That's who, not a horrible example. Who doesn't want to go to Disney World? Everybody. I haven't been to Disney World one time in my adult life. Yeah, but you don't use Disney World as like a negative. Like, I would go to Disney World. I'm saying I'd go anywhere that was all-expense-paid I know what you're saying. I'm just saying Disney World was a bad example. It wasn't. You should be like an all-expense-paid to an insurance seminar where... People put things in your butthole, you know. I would not (laughs) say that. (laughs) Like something bad. I'm not trying to go go there. there. Uh, No, I wouldn't. I I have no desire to go to the World Cup. World Cup's going to be here next, right? It's going to be in Atlanta. Uh, It's it's Canada. It's basically like North America. It's Canada, U.S., and Mexico. But aren't they having something here in Atlanta? There's one game in Atlanta, yeah. Or I mean, there'll be multiple games, but they're they're using one of the Atlanta is one of the host cities. Okay, so I've no if I'm still here, which most likely I will not be, but I, I have no desire to go to that game. I would have I, I would go. Actually, you know what? I would rather go to the game in Qatar than the one downtown Atlanta, which is only thirty minutes from my house. Now you silly. Now you sound silly. <laughs> no, I don't think Nate was shaking his head. That made sense, right? <laughs> Well, I, I just wouldn't want, not that I wouldn't want to go to Atlanta, but I'd, I'd rather go to a country I'd never been to before over, you know, going downtown. Right. Um, Safer in Qatar. Yeah, but no, I mean, it's, well, why would you want to go to the Super Bowl? Well, be you just that, watch it on TV. Well, that's what I'm saying is that I, this it's a narrow-minded thing for me to say because I'm a football fan. And, you know, the Super Bowl is arguably the biggest uh, viewing attraction in the world. Right. I mean, there's I mean, there's more people that watch the Super Bowl than the Olympics. Um, I don't know. I would probably say more people watch the Super Bowl than the. it's not a fair. It's not a fair comparison. Like when you compare like the World Cup to the Super Bowl, you would have to say the final game of the World Cup to the Super Bowl. Yeah. You can't say the whole thing. I mean, the Super Bowl is just one game. Right. So you would have to say the finals. I don't know the ranking. Maybe look that up. I'd be I'd be curious to see more people watch the Super Bowl or more people watch the final game of the World Cup. Probably the World Cup, but I'll Google it. See, I would say Super Bowl, and that's just because I'm 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 narrow minded. I'm, I'm, uh, well, it's not even that, but it's just kind of common sense that wouldn't be the the most watched thing because the entire planet watches the World Cup. The World Cup. <laughs> Two countries watch the 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 Super Bowl. Well, no, that's not true. There's more countries than two that watch the Super Bowl. I know that for a fact. That, that's why. That's why I said that because the even though the NFL doesn't play as international as like the World Cup, obviously, the NFL known is known around the world, and people watch. Um, like, like if you're watching the Red Zone, you know they're in different countries, and they'll say, "Hey, we're signing off." Uh, in the United States, but we'll still keep you on in England or whatever the case may be. 
But that's just kind of another American way of thinking that, oh, everybody's watching us. They're all paying attention to us. I don't think it's as many as you think. Like, we we think that because we call them world champs, but they don't play anyone in any other country. Well, look it up. Uh, I, 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 that's okay, why, well, that's uh, yeah, I, I got it. 99 million watched the Super Bowl last year. 517 million watched the, the final game of the World Cup. Okay, so the more people watched the, the Super Bowl. The World Cup. No, World Cup, five times more. Yeah. Oh, well, 500, 517 million versus 99 million. Oh, you said 99 million. Oh, yes. Okay, so yeah. five times more watch yeah. the World Cup. So where does, is the World Cup number one? As no, for, like sporting event? Yeah, um, things watched. It, it's it's kind of hard to tell also, like you were saying, because you, know, you could, the Olympics might say more, but then they also go on for like a month because um, there's not really like a final game of the Olympics. Right. Um, yeah. The, but, the, the, you know, you have world events, you have like Wimbledon, for example. Um, I, I would probably not even say, well, I might be in the top 10. I don't know. But Wimbledon's a world event. You know, that's an international sport. Yeah. Uh, I would think that actually the viewership for Wimbledon is probably bigger outside the United States, to be uh, honest with you. Then you have the Masters. Uh, golf is an international sport. Okay, here's a, a list of the top 10 um, of all time. Or, yeah. So, um, do you want to guess, or do you just want me to tell you a couple? Uh, well, are they specific Super Bowls or just Super Bowl? No, just Super Bowl. All right, well, Super Bowl's in there, obviously. Yeah, that's uh, the top 10. Super Bowl's number nine. Um, they, they uh, I guess this article, whatever Super Bowl they were quoting, it was $112 million. Okay, World Series. Game seven. Yeah, that was not. Yeah, it was number 10, 14 million. All right. Well, we're on um, NHL, fi- NHL files, finals. Um, nope. With cricket on there? No. <laughs> yeah, it actually is. It's number ah. three. Wow. <laughs> Cr- cricket World Cup, 2.6 billion viewers. Shut My God. The fuck <laughs> He's like, no. <laughs> You were thinking it. So loud and so wrong. Uh, wow, cricket, huh? Uh, I'm guessing the NBA finals are not on there. Uh, that is, in, well, NCAA Final Four is number 11. The NBA Finals is number 12, actually. Wimbledon? No, that's not even on here. Yeah. Uh, F1 yeah. racing. Yeah, that's a good one. No, oh sorry, Wimbledon is number Wimbledon is number sixteen with seven million or seven point five million. Um, no NASCAR, Formula One though. Formula yeah, no One is international. I, I don't. They they might not consider that a sport. Oh, talk to Formula One fans. It's a fucking sport. <laughs> no, I know. I'm just saying it's <laughs> yeah. not like a. It's a rich sport too. There's people that like that have some money and they travel and they know everything about the garage. I mean, I've got a buddy of mine that is a huge, and like you, you, like there's no stereotype to a Formula One fan, right? There's a stereotype to a football fan, a soccer fan, an MMA fan, a baseball, you know, like you can tell when you're a fan of something. You can't tell when somebody's a Formula One fan. And then when you find out, most of the time you're like, what? Really? Because you associate it with NASCAR, which it's totally the opposite. These are like yeah. highbrow, high class. These are the, the the Formula One fan would be the comparison of you you participate in the Kentucky Derby, but you don't go down to the track. 
Right. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's, yeah. And, uh, there's a lot of, yeah, it's a lot of Europeans and Russians and stuff. A lot of people down here are huge into formula one. And yeah. I, I guess it's just all the, the, the expats from other countries. World series of pokers on that list. Um, no, huh? that's probably the same thing. Probably not considered a sport. Uh, boxing. I don't know what they call that. Boxing championship boxing. of the world. Uh, yeah, yeah. Boxing is number seven. One billion viewers. Oh, what about MMA? Mm. MMA has more buy rights than boxing. Yeah, it doesn't. I don't know. Maybe maybe they don't have like an MMA like championship. I mean, there is, but they're for different weight classes and stuff. So I don't know how how they would gauge that. Maybe that's why they didn't put it in there. Huh? What about wrestling? Professional wrestling? No, they said sports. That's a sport. <laughs> Weightlifting. <laughs> uh, no, you guys are missing like all the other sports. Golf. Did we say golf? No, we haven't said Masters yet. I did earlier, but not for the list game. No, no wrestling. Really? No golf. Uh, it le- oh wait, no, sorry. The Masters is number thirteen. Um, thirteen million. Okay. All right. So finish us out here, then. What, what are we missing? Okay, so let's see which one are you doing. You got World Series, Super Bowl, um, boxing. Oh, the Women's World Cup, uh, one point two billion. Who the fuck cares about that? Uh, uh, win, the win, the <laughs> Winter Olympics, two billion. Summer Olympics, two billion. Oh. Uh, the Cricket World Cup, you got that. So number two is uh, the World Cup of Soccer, three point three billion, and uh, number one is the Tour de France, uh, three point five billion. Wow, really? That's very interesting. Yeah, ever, yeah you, I would have never guessed that as number one. Have you ever watched the Tour de France? It's like watching a long reality show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it goes forever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Maybe that's why they're number one because they, and there's no commercials, right? I don't think they're commercials. They picture in picture. They might do picture yeah. in picture. Because they, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, they, they don't want you to miss the, the the wrecks and all that shit. That, by the way, the Tour de France is dangerous, like extremely like it's way more dangerous than most sports out there. Uh, I would rather be an NFL player than be a professional bicyclist. That shit's they fly and their tires are about as thick as my pinky. And those curves are out of control. It is nuts and they stay so close to each other. Oof. I mean they're like within centimeters of each other. Uh, and then there's shenanigans that go on too. There's a little poking and popping and bopping and beeping, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> what, what was it last year that there was that person with the sign and they got too out, far out in the street and then they caused that huge like pile up of like a hundred bikers? Yeah, fuck that. And they just walked off. Yeah. <laughs> it was uh, the the other the other day when the United States beat Iran. You know, you, you look at you know if you want to make a comparison because I, I do, between watching like a football game and a, and a soccer match, you know, you look at the divide, right? You look at there's, you know, uh, some rivalries, right? Washington versus Dallas. You know, they've had a, a rivalry for, for that's, that's the rivalry. You know, Pittsburgh and Jacksonville created this rivalry. Baltimore and Cleveland, you know, uh, for obvious reasons. And the fans hate, hate each other, right? The, the cities are supposed to hate each other. But then you take it up a notch, like uh, 10 notches, where you have two countries that hate each other. But you have a country like Iran that is so oppressed, 
and they refused. They were they said they were going to refuse to sing their national anthem. And uh, they eventually did, I believe, sing the national anthem because they were threatened by the security forces in Iran. You don't sing our national anthem, we're going to kill you or we're going to kill your family. I mean, it's nuts. Um, and so they lose. Like, there was a guy that celebrated in Iran that they lost and they shot him in the head. What the God, f- dang. fuck? Wait, this week? Uh, or like, like this tournament or just yeah, previously? Just, just the other day, right after they won. There was a guy in Iran that was celebrating in front of the Iranian security forces, I think they're called, <clears throat> and he was celebrating uh, that they lost, and they shot him point-blank execution style in the back of the head. Shit. Right on the streets. Oh, okay. I, thought you were, I thought you meant like a player. I was like, Jesus. Oh, no, no, uh, no, 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 no. I mean, no. still terrible, but yeah, yeah. wow. Yeah, they, they, like they said, if, uh, if, if, you, if you don't sing the national anthem, you'll all be jailed when you come home. Uh, they found out, like, right after they lost, one of the guy's best friends died, tragically, oddly, and, oh, shit, you scared the hell out of me. Stop breaking my shit, I you? wasn't even touching it. <laughs> yeah. It's it just failed. Damn breaking shit in here, trying to steal my microphone. <laughs> know what you're doing. You got to find the little cat thingy. You got to find the I'm cat I'm going to look for it. Jesus. Anyway, just got distracted. So, you know, you look at stuff like that, and you go... You know, is it good or bad to have country competition? <clears throat> you know, we're, is it bringing people together or tearing them apart? You know what I mean? It's like these, pl- I, I think to the players, they just want to play soccer. They love their sport and it's nice to represent their country, of course, sure. But th- that's as far as it goes. You know, and I'm sure they know that there's so much on the line, but this is a public forum for these oppressed countries like Iran and Saudi or, you know, like a lot of these Middle Eastern countries that uh, are, are anti uh, LB, you know, the gay community and they're, they're, they, they oppress women and, you know, and, and their, their hu- human rights are, are just in the toilet. Um, and they, they protest, you know, they, we've already seen numerous protests. This gives them a world stage to let people know, Hey, please fucking help us. Uh, th- this, this, this place sucks. <laughs> like, get me out of here. Um, but I just don't know if the country to country competition, like I've never thought about it until the other day. Cause I, you know, after the U S and I uh, beat Iran, the, it was, it was really nice to see, you know, both teams, that the media had built up, you know, it's like Iran versus the United States. They're arch enemies. They hate each other. But these guys are athletes. They're out on the field. They were crying after the match. They were hugging each other. They were congratulating each other. Um, and supposedly the Iranians that did congratulate the United, uh, the U.S. players are getting in some kind of trouble when they go back. So it's like they don't care about the stuff that the rest of the world supposedly cares about. What, as far as what, like human rights or just like us or them looking bad? No, 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 just as far, and of course they care about us, the, that kind of stuff. But what I'm saying is the, the media the media makes these matches like it's the United States versus this, this, this place called Iran where they do all these horrible things and we've got to beat them because if we don't beat them, evil will live. You know, that kind of stuff. The players aren't looking at it like that. They're like, this is a soccer game. I got to win this game because I got to go to the next round. Uh, yeah, you know, well, 
and and that's not i don't even i've not really even gotten that feeling from the media like that kind of the vibe is that like everybody most like a lot of americans have been rooting for iran because they they are supporting the the protests over there and the women's rights and everything like that just as they are in our country so um so it's been very supportive of iran until we're playing obviously but i think I think uh, spectators and the other in the like the U.S. players are aware that these these players, the Iranian players, are subjected to all these things that we're worried about. So they're I don't think they're looking at them as like you know fuck these you know Iranians or whatever. They they know that their government are the, are the ones that are causing the issues. Oh, I agree absolutely. You know, is, but then do the countries like do we see this during the Olympics? Is that's when everybody uh, becomes big fans of where they live, right? You know, we need more of it here in the United States. We've gotten away from it because we've been told that we're arrogant. You can have pride in your country. doesn't mean you're arrogant. Right. You can. Uh, We're arrogant. Let's be real. Well, everybody's <laughs> arrogant, but it just, because you have pride in your country doesn't mean you're arrogant. Doesn't mean you're cocky. Yeah, but but again, I mean, I think we've had this conversation. But the uh, we're the best in the world. We're we're number one when we aren't at most of the things that we claim to be. It looks arrogant to somebody else. If you sit there and beat your chest about being the best and you're not, that's arrogancy. And I think the uh, the argument always goes to this: is saying that you can say you're the best at something for the sake of feeling like you don't go into a comp like you don't go I don't go into a tennis match going I'm not I'm not as good as this guy you know I don't I I, I never played football going up against the guy going oh, there's no way I'm going to be able to yeah there's no way I'm going to be able to win you just that's not the mentality and that's not that's never been the American mentality either the American mentality is I'm better than that guy and there's nothing wrong with that mentality so it's like there's two different ways to look at this is to falsely say that you're number one at something like we're the best in the world at cricket. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's obviously not true. But if you're going into something like before it starts, you're going into the Olympics and saying that we're the best at skeet shooting. We're going to crush it. We're awesome. That uh, Bob Shinagalagan, he can skeet shoot like a motherfucker. He's, we're the best. We're going to take the golden skeet shooting. There's nothing wrong with having that attitude. Yeah, but I, I don't think that's what they're, they're not talking about the actual competition. I think they're just talking about people in general and the, the view of, of things compared to the world. Well, everybody should be proud of where they are. There's the, but that's how it is. Like we always like don't get, see eye to eye on this for some reason. I, I agree with that, but it, it's very apparent that we we claim to be number one at things that we are not number one at or the best. You know, everybody. I've said it before. Everyone that's like, oh, the, the best country in the world, nothing better. You know, number one, USA, woo, which is great. But also, you can't be upset if somebody says you're arrogant because we are not number one at many many things. But there's a lot of people, like especially in Iran, that would love to live here. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, that's, but that's, you, that's why but we, you can't just. But people always use like the oh well, at least you're not living in a hut in Africa. Well, there's a lot of other countries out there that are in between us and a hut in Africa. <laughs> but you see countries like I always like say like Ireland and places in the UK that are very that very proud heritage, and mm-hmm. they they close out. I was told that years ago that they they close out the bars by playing their national anthem. And they're very proud. Brazilians are very proud to wear their colors. If we go to a theme park, they're fucking decked out. I mean, it's all they they have is their colors. They're Brazilian. I think that's cool. 
you know, it's almost kind of a goof. Oh, you got the red, white, and blue bikini on your fucking redneck. You know, there's not, you know, like there's nothing wrong with wearing red, white, and blue and being proud of America. But like you just said, people are made fun of that do that. Well, I know. That's why I wish it would stop. Mm -hmm. You know, I think it's kind of silly. You know, nobody goes up to the Brazilian guy carrying the flag around at SeaWorld, you know, uh, saying, oh, fucking, what are you wearing your Brazilian colors for? You know, because he's proud of it. And you should be proud of it. Good for you. Amen. God bless. You know. God bless America. God bless Brazil. (laughs) (laughs) God bless the Brazilians. All right. uh, All right. Uh, Brandon, are you ready for your one question? I be, I be. You be. One question with Brandon. there b-man thrasher i've had a lot of dogs die over my years on this earth and i never ever had anything memorialized i don't even have a picture of them anymore and i don't want that to happen to you so give mary the sparks a call studio sparks design created in 2018 she will memorialize your pets she'll do portraits they don't have to be dead they can still be alive uh give her a reach out to her facebook etsy studio sparks designs a great holiday gift and we're like a month away from christmas so go ahead and get your orders in now did you see the uh, article I posted in the BS Two Percenters Facebook group? Why another reason why you should not leave your dogs outside? Uh, I skimmed through it. I think it was. What, no, you talking about the one with the snakes? Yes. Yeah, we well we keep our food put up. We don't let snakes get in the food. Yeah, it doesn't matter. They find it. <laughs> I've never seen a snake in the dog food. Like you leave your pets outside, you got to feed them, so you put the food outside, and that just attracts the snakes. Now you got snakes. And then the copperhead bites your kid and your kid dies because you are stupid and don't bring your dogs inside. <laughs> anyway, what's your one question? Fend off snakes. What's your one question? Go ahead. Okay. Uh, would you rather have sex with someone that had AIDS or live on an island with poisonous snakes for a month? Jesus. How big's the island? Uh, not too big. It's probably about the, like, probably about I, the size of a parking lot. Am I going to get the person? Get, am I going to get bit? I, I don't know. You, I mean, oh. the goal to not get bit. The the person you're having sex with and, and then you get AIDS, is it on the island also or are you just living your normal life? <laughs> no, you're separate. Yeah, you just live your normal life. Can I wear a condom? Uh, yeah, if you want to, if you think that'll that'll save you. Oh, oh, I totally would rather have sex with a, the AIDS person. With a condom. With a condom, yeah. No, you can't have a condom. That, that ruins the whole thing. Yeah, you, no, no condom, you're raw dogging it, AIDS style. Definitely getting it. <laughs> oh, so I'm definitely getting AIDS. Oh, well, of course not. Yeah. Then. No, you I'm didn't going say to you're going to get AIDS. It yeah. just said what you have. That's part of the bit is like to kind of <laughs> survive the, the, the option. Nate's like, yeah, you're but if getting you, it. If you're wearing a condom, then you're not getting it, and then there's there's no risk. It's like, oh, or would you rather live in, in a, a treehouse on an island away from the snakes? <laughs> Well, but you, I mean, your balls aren't covered by the condom. They might end up smacking up there and get a little bit of AIDS on them. Okay, that's not how that works, you dumb fucking Georgia redneck. <laughs> I can see from the damnedest thing. Can, can, I wore a condom, but my balls are smacking against it, and then that's how it happened. Can, can, I, can I just tell you, you, you were the problem in the 80s. You, you, you were the problem. Oh, man. <laughs> Uh, okay, so oh <sighs> I th- I think I'm 
Pretty researching the likelihood of getting AIDS. <laughs> no, I'm texting somebody. <laughs> I'm gonna do. I, I'm gonna. I'd live on the island. I feel like I could avoid snakes for a month. I'd rather do that. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know. AIDS research has come quite a ways. A long way. Yeah, like how how much shorter is your life with AIDS? If it's if it's more than a month, I'm doing the island. I I you know what? I've always thought about this. I bet you. And by the way, it's not a hundred percent that you're not going to get AIDS if you're wearing a condom. So there's a risk there. I bet you at least one of us, there's five of us, one of us has slept with somebody with AIDS. You want to hear a quick story? You've got it. I used to um, date this guy when I was in high school, all throughout the early part of my adult life, right? So the one time I came back home, I was in the Navy, I linked up with him, and I was preparing for us to have sex. Well, he didn't have a condom. But we'd had sex before plenty of times without a condom. So I'm like, whatever, let's go. And he was like, like adamantly like mean with me. Like he like grabbed my wrist and was like, no. And so the the rest of the night I was like, is something wrong with me? I mean, I took a shower. I'm feeling great. I'm like, okay. <laughs> well, some years later he died. And I found out that he died from AIDS. So oh. I believe that night, the reason why he was so adamant with me is because at that point he knew he had it. Yeah. But I'd already slept with him before without a condom. Did you get checked? Yeah. Did you? And you I have, don't have it. You have it. You do. No, I don't. Maybe you're the carrier. <laughs> Nikki's the carrier. She gave it to him. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I I have slept with a person with AIDS because I, I believe he probably did have it when I slept with him way back when, too. That's really a lot scary. of times people have it and they don't know. Yeah, there was a girl... Um, 97 98 we went to go get fitted for tuxedos for this radio bit that the morning show was doing it was the last chance prom right so people that didn't go to their prom as adults you know or the adults that didn't go to the prom as kids we were throwing this this prom it was just kind of cool idea and so we had hooked up with a tuxedo place and all these things and we go in and this girl that was working there was just smoking hot like really really hot and uh, she started flirting with me. And she came into the dressing room with me. And she was helping me try on my tuxedo and very flirtatious and very touchy-feely. And I mean, I didn't sleep with her in the dressing room. But my, the guys that I'm with, uh, one of the hosts and, and one of the other guys on the show, they're like, what the fuck is happening right now? <laughs> you know, I mean, it, it was like a baller move. I mean, it was, it was like, what's up, fellas? So I hooked up with her uh, like about a week later. She came over to my apartment like late night, uh, just out of the blue. It was the same night Garth Brooks was playing. I remember that. She had just come from the Garth Brooks show. And she came over and like we had never dated or anything. She just walks into my apartment, gets into my little single full-size bed, whatever it was, and things were happening. That was that. The next day, you know, I didn't have a cell phone or anything at that time, but the next day I think I got an email from one of her friends and her friend was just ripping her apart saying, you do know that you just slept with a girl that has AIDS and she's a whore. And Ooh. Oh, oh, God. So, scary. Yeah. But see, you didn't have it, did you? I don't know. I never got or checked. Do you? What do you mean you never got checked? <laughs> I never got checked. Yes, you did. Somebody emails you and says the girl you just slept with has AIDS. You did, the first thing you do is go get checked. I did not. Okay. Well, I, then you got AIDS. I did not. I did get <laughs> checked when, I, when I, I got married the first time, my first marriage. In order for us to get something, some kind of insurance or something, we had to get AIDS checked. 
So you don't regularly get checked for STDs when you go to the doctor. I've been with the same person for over 10 years. That doesn't mean anything. It does. I'm not sleeping with it. If, if I've got something, I've got, we both have it. And now, if I get something, there's going to be some questions I'm going to be asking, Rachel. <laughs> well, you ain't going to know if you don't get checked. Uh, well, I'll see the bumps and I'll start losing weight. <laughs> oh my God. But I highly doubt that I'm going to get something when, you, you know, you don't get checked when you're with the same person for a million years. You absolutely do. Why? Because that's how you get things. Because you get complacent. You think, oh, I only have one partner. I'm fine. I'm not doing nothing. Then they're cheating on you. You go to the doctor. Boom. You got a disease. Okay. So that's your assuming Rachel's cheating on me. I'm not assuming anything. All I'm saying is, is that, that it's a smart practice to get yourself checked. You literally just said what you just said. You I'm did not, not assuming say. it. I'm just saying it could happen. But you won't know if you don't get checked. But I'm not the cheater. Right. You don't know what she's doing. So you believe that I'm not the, I'm, I'm getting, I'm not. If, no, I know you aren't. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> what does that mean? You're not a cheater. Like you're very, like you said, regimented. You do the same thing the same day, the same way, the same time. You ain't got time to cheat on nobody. You make. I'm sure that Rachel knows where you are without even picking up the phone and calling you. But she you can look at the time and know. I've never had somebody say, no, you're not a cheater and make it sound so horrible. That's not a horrible <laughs> thing. I'm just saying you're not. If you came to me and said, I just went to the doctor and I got an STD, I'd be like, dang, Rach done got you. That's what I'd say. So you think she's a whore? <laughs> no, I don't. But maybe something happened. Maybe you weren't giving her enough D and she fell weak. It happens. <laughs> she fell weak. Maybe her ball slapped <laughs> up against the <laughs> toilet. <laughs> I've never been a part of a conversation where one person made the cheater look like the hero. <laughs> and the person that doesn't cheat is the bad guy with AIDS. <laughs> never in my life. Congratulations. There you have it. <laughs> I wonder how Rachel would feel if you told her that. She listens to this. Huh? She listens to this. Yeah, but she'll understand what I'm saying. Let's get real time. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> now he wants to have drama. Look at him. I don't yeah, love drama. He loves the drama. I know. I do not love the drama. He loves the drama. <laughs> oh, yeah. Let me get my wife down here and make it real uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's sad. I'm kind of offended that she said, I, I don't know what I'm offended over, though. What, how are you offended? This is a hypothetical conversation. Yeah, but you're like, you, well, here she is. <laughs> Listen to this shit. Come here. Oh my right. God. Come here. Come here. <laughs> Listen to this. All right, I need to get your reaction. Okay, this is what Nikki D said, not me. Okay. 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 I should get checked for STDs oh, shit. On, a, on a regular basis because okay. you never know. I said, that doesn't make sense. Who are you banging? Stop. Huh? I said, it doesn't make sense because I've been with the same person for 10 years. Yeah. She goes, but you never know. And I said, I do know. I'm not, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to do that. She goes, oh, I know you're not going to do it. 
Nikki. <laughs> He's not. Oh my God. Didn't you think I would? She now called, you know. She called you a whore. No, I did not. You just did to my life. <laughs> no, I did not. Do you know how many cameras I have in my house already? I know that. Girl. And that was my point. He's very <laughs> regimented. So I'm like, Rachel knows what you're doing without ever even calling. She can look at the time and be like, oh, you're doing this. <laughs> Creature of habit. That is true. How is this conversation now funny? (laughs) Because it's the truth. But it is true. You have a very, very strict schedule. I understand that. You stay on your schedule. I understand that. But I could, if I wanted to go out there and and sling some love, I can get. You're not doing that. You're not going to do it. You're not. Nate was around when I was slinging. I can get off schedule. (laughs) You need to just lay Big Daddy Bang Bang to rest. But it's cool that she's like all this spontaneous, free spirit fucking vag slinger. Oh. She's not a vag slinger. I'm just saying, you're very regimented. So it's I, I regimented guys do it. can cheat. Uh, not many of them. But not are you, you gonna do it? I might now. Just to fucking <laughs> <do it. laughs> no, you, won't. you got one rule. What's your one rule? What's your one rule? How far down Roswell Road are the hookers? Right. Because <laughs> he ain't going. I don't know. What's my rule? No cutting Tuna's mustache. Oh, no cutting Tuna's mustache. That's the yeah. only thing you're not allowed to do. Yeah, that's the only rule in our house. I cannot cut. Where's our he gonna go? To Where's he going to go? What are you going to do? Oh, there's bitches all over the place. <laughs> oh, my gosh. The cyber bitches. Basement I the, bitches. I was in the gym the other day. I, I know they were looking at me. Uh, yeah. Um, they didn't look, but I know that they were thinking about it. <laughs> 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 yeah, I look at your butt cheeks every day. Yeah, I mean, there's, 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 some, there's some beautiful babies in there, and they're just like... <laughs> Oh, I hate when he says that. Just checking. From a movie. Checking oh, a kid out. Women, babies. All right. Anyway, thank you for coming on. Yeah. I just want you to know that Nikki D thinks you're a whore. No, I do not. So be <laughs> correct. Uh, are, are we supposed to answer a question, right? Something about yeah. snakes? Yeah. <laughs> That's, That's what we were supposed to be doing. I live on an island with snakes right, for a month. Let's wrap this up. I'll go snakes. Uh, Nate? Uh, snakes. Okay, there you go. Nikki? AIDS. Uh, AIDS. Okay. Got two, really? got two snakes and an AIDS. How about you, Brandon? I think I'm going snakes, too. Three snakes and an AIDS. <laughs> Can I get a nice tea with that and a little biggie fry? <laughs> Podcastthebs.com. That is our website. Uh, please, please like and share all of our content that we post on our social media. Uh, also, um, if you're not a premium two percenter, please subscribe to the podcast. We'd appreciate that as well. You get the episodes early. You get extra bonus episodes. <laughs> you get commercial free if that's an option uh, or an option for you if you want it. And then we have exclusive giveaways when we have it, so on and so forth. So uh, like the stuff that we're doing with the um, the holiday stuff that we're talking about, those are all premium two percenters. <clears throat> They're all, you know, so you get to kind of do fun stuff like that. Nate, you got anything before we get out? Stay away from snakes with AIDS. Okay, there you go. Uh, Nikki D. Bailey doesn't sneak, peek, or cheat. There you go. Hello. <laughs> All right, and Brandon. Uh, watch where you're slapping your balls. Watch where you're <laughs> slapping your balls. There you go. All right, look, have yourself a great, safe rest of your day. Appreciate you listening. Thanks for all the support. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Get off my lawn. It's old man Kevin, and the BS is done for right now. Please share, like, and support. Podcastthebs.com. It's better than radio. Now, get out of here.